Justin Cedar. Barbershop. Wicker Whacker. That's his barber. That's the barber name, the Wicker Whacker. Yeah, the Wicker Whacker. Yeah, that guy needs, he needs more business just for the name. And it looks like he gives a pretty nice fade. Look at that. So he, your haircut looks so good last no, podcast. I wish, I, I wish told it was him. I'm going to go to this guy in the future. It's like I was just saying, I stopped at Walmart to get my oil changed, and I just went into the old barber at Walmart. That's amazing. That was a Walmart know, haircut. At Walmart, you could call him a barber. I think it's just a haircutter. Just a haircutter. Stylist? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like if you go no, to McDonald's, no, 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 are they a chef but... or a cook? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like there's a difference between a haircutter and a barber. Yeah, for McDonald's sure. is a cook. Yeah, a cook, Not right? Sure. Yeah. I need to go to wherever Porter goes whenever I'm down here. Where is he? Yeah. He gets his haircut every he gets, week. He has a standing two-week appointment. Like just a slot? Uh, as every two weeks. He is slotted at noon every two weeks to get his haircut. Brando, do you go to Holmes? I Still? used to. I'm too cheap to pay for a haircut. That's expensive. I bought the $29 clippers from Walmart and I just cut my own. Yeah. Just, 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 yeah, just do number two yeah. and then and just, yeah. there you go. I'm on just, my way. <laughs> I'm on my way, bud. I'll be there. It's the, it's the only reason why I have long hair because I'm too cheap to get my hair cut. So I get my hair cut once a year. I, I, yeah. yeah. I just couldn't imagine if having I had hair, standing. I could pay for more taxidermy. Yeah. And know that I'm like, know that I'm locked into a standing every two week hair. You cut your voice hair? driving nuts. You have to, huh? Yep. That's how I do mine. Three boys, you add that up, it's like 80 bucks yeah. a month. Well, that's like, for 29 bucks, they, I've had them for five years. Like, yeah. This is the best $29 I spent. <laughs> <laughs> the wall clippers. At this just, point, you're five cents a haircut, if you really break oh, it down. I'm, I'm less, making maybe. money on the deal yeah. now. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. You want to give us an intro, B-Mills? I guess we are... Uh, you're the guy. <clears throat> I'm the guy today? Yeah. You're the guy, guy. But I feel bad, though. I don't know what... We will. All right, well, let's get into it. We'll say that I'll say that one for later. What are you doing? You want me to hit promo first? Yeah. Hit the promo first. We've been doing that last for a while. Promo trail. All right. So we uh, we got a promo. It's podcast. Oh, if you use the promo code podcast when you sign up for a Go Hunt Insider research account, we're going to give you 50 points back into the Go Hunt Gear Shop. That's $50 that you can use towards the purchase of any gear that we have in the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Now's a great time to do some research and also buy some gear. Um, we're right in the thick of app season. We got New Mexico deadline tomorrow. It's today the 21st. Yeah, today. Tomorrow. Today's the 21st. Tomorrow. Yeah, New Mexico, New Mexico tomorrow. Deadline. Yeah, so by the time this comes out, hopefully you got your New Mexico app in. Yeah, hopefully that got in. But then you've got Colorado right on its heels April 4th. You got Utah coming up April 27th. Don't forget about Montana April 1st. I always forget about Montana. Nevada just opened, didn't it? <laughs> Nevada just opened? Yeah, it just opened. Yeah, Nevada is open. Got the email yesterday. Yeah. I always forget about Montana. Yeah. It's too far up there anyway. It is just too far. But, yeah, speaking of research guys, though, we got two of them right in front of us. The two main guys. We got Brandon and Nate here, and we're going to discuss. Some of Apex? Put some of this Apex in that water so you can get charged up here. Come on. <laughs> we, need, we need some charge up from You need it. to flavor your, your Copenhagen. What is that? Yeah. Is that the... That'll just charge you. Tiger's just, blood. Just drink it. It'll yeah. charge you up. I heard about this stuff. We'll get yes, you guys sir. going. Do you buy flavored Copenhagen? I don't. I used to back in the day, back when we were young, and it was just it was the cheapest, you know, that you could afford it then, and you tried everything. Now all it's the different just standard flavors. Copenhagen. Yeah, I mean, it, it all tastes. But the same. you do snuff though. Snuff's different than the long cut. Yes. What's the difference? It's way, way, way finer. finer. I can't, I can't deal with it because it's hard to use. I just get it everywhere. If you don't get the pinch. Then you're screwed, and it just goes everywhere. Yeah. But it just so you got to get the long cut. So there's long, a long, long cut OG with it. Is where it's at. It's an acquired. Uh, it's an acquired feel. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a 
pressure and squeeze, it's yeah, it takes a while to <laughs> yeah. it takes are a while to lock that down. Are you an expert packer? You pack that? I, I guess so. A nice yeah. flick? Yeah, you know. Duck. I always like that. How long yeah. have you been chewing for? Since I was in high school, I guess. Really? Yeah. And we were just I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah, and surprisingly, funny thing about it too is my old man's a dentist. <laughs> yeah. How does he feel? No yeah. shit. How's that work? <laughs> well how's that work at the family dinner table? I tell you what, ever since I can remember growing up, the old man, he'd have dinner, then he'd go into his office and work his book. He owned his own practice, so mm -hmm. he took care of everything. And he had a chew every night after dinner. Did he really? Yeah. As a dentist? Yeah. One a day? See? Yeah. Still I does have, to this day. Just I one. Have, huh? I Only have one a day, though? He, he yeah. has that much control to yeah. one a day? That's Always what you has. want, right? It's one, one a day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time I got caught, that's what I told him. I just do it once a day like you, Dad. <laughs> I told you not to start. He used to get, that's what I was fixing to say. He goes, yeah. you need to quit this shit. And I said, Dad, you told me never to quit anything in my life. <laughs> and I swear to God, I thought he Weaponized wanted to. Weaponized that, that He realized it. Yeah. He wanted to laugh. Then he got pissed. And he wanted to punch me. And he just turned around and walked away. And that was the end of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I got away clean there. Good but, for you. Yeah. Did you grow up in Wyoming? I didn't. No. Where, where'd you grow up? About three hours west of here, high desert of California. Oh, you did? Yeah. We, have to, we yeah. can't talk about that state. You're from yeah. California? Well, I mean, yeah, public now. Yeah, so we can't talk public now. Can't talk You're one of the Californians that moved to Wyoming. <laughs> no, no, no. You blend in well. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, when you go hunting out of state, we get this all the time. For years, when, that's all we did was hunt our hometown, hometown units and then go out of state. And every time we go out of state, you'd run into somebody and you'd get to talking to them or whatever. And they always tell you, you go, man, we didn't never guessed you were from California. And we always go, well, thank you. you know, That's probably the best compliment you've <laughs> yeah. ever had, right? So there yeah. is nice people in California. Yeah. That's what you're saying. There's quite a few of them. But well, is there legit? any left is what we should say. Yeah. Because you're out now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I that saw, state's so screwed. I saw, I saw a report today, actually yesterday, last night. U-Haul is out of trucks in California because so many people moved out of California. Now they're just in other states, so they're out of U-Haul trucks. In I California. thought you were going to say because people are living in them, or so, maybe well, that could be They would go get a U-Haul, pack their house up, and leave. And so they have no U-Hauls coming in. There's none coming in, and they're all going out. Wow! So they have no U-Haul trucks. In no, California. it's just like the rest of them: uh, California, Oregon, Washington. Yeah. The coast, the coastal line screws the rest of the state yeah so everything on the east side east california east oregon east washington is total different demographic and but same state you get the bad rap yeah so mm. but no that's that's where i originally grew up and uh gotcha yeah i've been hunting there my whole life and everywhere else i can i, so. I cut you off before you were actually going to introductions to start top, talking that's about right, copenhagen I, I know you uh that's matt i you always like to have the same ideas i do my, sometimes my, and just my brain words. my brain skips so let's go back and do introductions <laughs> <laughs> yes so as, as we discussed we got nate who's no longer from california from no Wyoming. longer there no longer there and we got brandon and brandon Jesus. evans was hired after right after you correct mm -hmm. so you're one of our longest standing guys yeah no well i <clears throat> when you get hired in what february of 2014 so i was probably writing profiles right before then before then because it was you were writing profiles yeah before then, yeah and then you came on shortly after mm -hmm. full time after brady yeah yeah you're one of our brady and brando man these are our these are our guys OGs. we're the ogs the ogs so we're talking about you guys's hunt film that is dropping very soon. Soon. 
I got so a what's, lot of what's, what's official date on when that's dropping? Oh, <laughs> Sunday. Sunday the. Uh, but Sunday at nine a.m. I heard, so not this coming Sunday, but the following, following Sunday. Yeah. I got a lot of questions for Nate because I've hunted with Brando in the backcountry a couple of times, <laughs> quite a few times. Probably, probably, I probably so I, have, that I got down. some questions. Perfect. For <laughs> oh yeah, Sunday, Sunday the second. Yep. Nine a.m. Nine nine a.m. And I don't. Do you guys know what the official title of the film is yet? Nope. I, I don't either. Heard. I don't either. Diversion is what I've been told. Diversion. Yeah. We should probably get the. Hey, can you slack somebody and get the title, I Cody? It. I think I know where that diversion. I think it is I, diversion. I got it. Let me let me pull it up. But go ahead. I want to hear every little detail about that hunt. <laughs> just void just void the state though. Oh, what? <laughs> you can't avoid the state. You can't avoid the state. <laughs> so, you guys know me. I'm just looking out. Diversion is the title. I'm just, yeah, I'm just already anticipating comments. That so. makes <laughs> avoid the state. The title makes sense. The I originally wanted to hunt this place. You Idaho? Guys, is that the <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in yeah. Idaho. No, I thought you guys were hunting California. <laughs> we could have been. Uh, no, so you guys know. You've heard stories from old timers from years ago, right? Yeah. And probably seven or eight years ago, I talked to a guy that told me about uh, this place. And it just stuck in the back of my head. But the problem with... Idaho is your general season dates are the same time, 10th yeah. through the 24th. And that overlaps with a shit ton of other things. Mm -hmm. So I've just never hunted it, but I've always had it in the back of my head. And it's always something I wanted to do based off of that old timer. And it was just one of those things where I, if I didn't just say, screw it and go, I, you know, I'd still think about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I grabbed the tag uh, in December you know, uh, where last year or two years ago, it wasn't near as bad <laughs> as this, you know, this yeah. last one. It was one. still pretty bad, though, when you it guys was. got your tag. Uh, what number What number you guys remember? With I, was, I was low. Go uh, back and give us a quick synopsis on the process for Idaho OTC. Oh, great. So <laughs> <clears throat> they came out in uh, a couple of years back now, and what they do is they, what is it, December 1st or 5th? December, one of the, one of the two. And... They come out and pretty much you get into a waiting room. If you log in, they say log in half hour beforehand. You get put into a waiting room and then at 9 a.m. I like to call that purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the book followers, it's purgatory. And then finally at the start, 9 a.m. And everybody that's in line or signed in or logged in gets a random number, right? So you could, and if you miss that 9 a.m., and you're 10 minutes late, you could go from number 5,000 or 10,000 to 20 or 30,000. Mm -hmm. um, so, and you wait in line. And that's literally what it is. And they run through all the tags. They have all the general elk tags, all the general deer tags. And they let number one in. He gets his tag, number two, and so on and so forth. So uh, this year there was a whole mess of problems with, I don't know, system glitches and everything beyond the sun. So this year was an absolute mess. But I actually had a pretty decent low number. Like what are we talking about low? Because low to me is like 9,000. That's, that's what I always get, some 9,000 to 13,000. I want to say... You were low, low, like yeah, 3,000. I was 3,200 or something like yeah. that. What number did you get? I had like 11,000 that can, year. That year? That year? Mm -hmm. Were you guys concerned that you wouldn't be able to get the same tag? We really we, didn't plan that at all. You didn't plan that? No. no. It wasn't no. like you guys were talking. No. So you guys no. didn't already think you are going to hunt together? Well, I hadn't even, I wasn't working here. Yeah, no, oh, when that man. happened, we hadn't hired Nate. Like, oh, I was, yeah. we were interviewing. Inter we interviewed just before that happened. Yeah. And then, 
we finally didn't finalize everything until after that. Was that one of the questions? Yeah. Do you have any good spots to hunt in Idaho? Is that part of the interview? <laughs> no, that's so a, tell me about your spots de- Depending on how good your spot is. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny story about the interview is his mom had a 231 deer tag that yep. same, that so that October, that's when Porter had the 231 mm-hmm. that I was out there. And we ran it, yeah. Yeah, they so we were talking in 231 there. before all of that. And then, yeah, so he jumped on. I think we text the day, and because yeah. he shot me a text, he said, "Do you get an Idaho tag?" And I think I was like, "Yeah, I did." And that's when we first found. And then out. he's like, "So you randomly got the same unit?" Yeah. yeah. So you guys must have some good research in your head to think of the same unit without talking and picked up the same tag. Was it <sighs> like you guys cut from the same cloth in a way? Yeah, kind both, of. To both lead to that same unit. Yeah. Was it your first choice, both of you? Do you remember? Yeah. Like, that was the, that was the, the unit wanted? that you wanted to get? Well, that's, I know, because you said that old-timer stuck that place in your head. Yeah. yeah. You, Randall, though, was that, was that in your head? Was that your first choice? I had a group. I, it was up on the list. It wouldn't have been my – it wasn't my first. But you were pumped to have it. Oh, yeah. No, I was excited. It's kind of the same thing, like, intrigued. Like, it's, it's somewhere that I'd never gotten to. Kind of like what Nate said is Idaho's yeah. never been a tag that's like – my it's it, it always used to be the tag that you put in your back pocket so yeah. if nothing else worked out you have it in your back pocket you go hunt mule there somewhere and so that's what that tag i was excited about it but it wasn't like the hunt of the year if you will at that yeah. point in time because you're talking december of the year before so but no we ended up it was interesting when he started when we started talking spots we were within like right there with each other a couple drainages of yeah. each other yeah. so great minds you know Great minds think alike. And when you start, when you start knowing what you're doing, e scouting, you kind, you know what I mean. You kind of round into the same areas. Well, that's like people asked us a couple times. You know, we've never hunted together. Yeah. And we all know that can go one way or the other. <laughs> and <clears throat> there was no. It was ever since we found out and we started. You know, we were bouncing ideas off each other. He was telling me kind of what he was thinking, and I was telling him what I was thinking, and we just kind of came to the same conclusion and but it was even during that process it, there i felt comfortable as hell yeah as far as okay we're fixing to go in for eight to ten days you mm-hmm. know and kind of on the same wavelength yeah. to where there was no doubt with any of us that this would just be smooth and easy and it was it was yeah i got some i got some questions for you as we get deeper into oh, this good i've hunted with brando in the backcountry what three times now mm-hmm. colorado twice we did idaho idaho once is that it? Colorado twice, Idaho once? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've done quite a bit. So I got some questions for you. We'll see if your experience was the same. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what made you guys decide to take llamas. When did that come? Yeah, come actually, into, I, that is a good question. Come into play because, I mean, I, I was watching it. I, I, I could tell you guys were in deep. And like you kept saying, like at one point, I think, Brandon, you said like, partway through the film, you were 14 some miles in there. So like yeah. that must have came into your thought. That's like. the only not smooth part. Is So Nate, living in Wyoming, is close enough that he could scout it a couple times during the like during the summer. And I kept asking him, because I know what Idaho looks like. Like, it's big, mm-hmm. big, deep country. And I kept asking, like, well, what's it like? And he's like, well, we'll go, first day we'll get halfway in, we'll set up. And I, he's like, yes. but once you get up there, it's just, it's flat across the top. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> I can do that. That's always the case, right? And yeah, so, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. And I was, you you're looking at maps, and you're, 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 and I was like, man, that looks long. Like mm-hmm. that's 
a, like when you're when you're talking two days in, I was like, oh. so that yeah, come to find out, it was not flat. It was like <laughs> it was a, and he was like, oh, it's four or five miles. First day, four or five miles. Second day, four miles. I was like, oh, eight miles? Not, yeah. not, yeah, no, it wasn't. Like when we're starting to run tracks, and the first day is like six and a quarter, and the next day is six and a half. You're like. I guesstimated those are full. I guesstimated. Those are full days. So oh, yeah. that yeah. sounds like trail and Brady distance right there. Oh, it's like three miles. Yeah, not for a day and a half, half later. Before the llamas, though, I wanted to get into a certain area, and there's two ways to get there, and I got my ass kicked just going in by myself trying to find the ways in there. Oh, the first time you went in, yeah. First time scouting? I went in, yeah. yeah. How yeah. much summer scouting did you do? Because I was curious, there's a couple times in the film where you say we're looking for a buck, like, oh, I'm yeah. looking okay. for that yeah. buck. Yeah, yeah, okay. I went in what three Three times. The first two times I got my ass whipped and had to turn around. Didn't even get there. Hmm. And that's what I already had llamas reserved in case. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Luckily, that was my deciding factor that, okay, yeah, we, we need them. And the first, the first one got me was uh, river crossings deep river crossings and one, it was to the point where you had to take everything below off but i've also heard stories about llamas crossing that deep of stuff and uh-huh. it's not their favorite thing um and that was already at the six mile mark <clears throat> so i came out and i said there's got to be another way so i looked for another way went in the second time ran into a grizzly bear nice who was sitting mm-hmm. on my water hole that i needed and i was the closest water hole for two miles so that made me turn around. What do you mean? Just run hit the gym run a into. Bit. What do you mean no run into? Like you just, <laughs> just hit the gym. You, a you glassed him up on a water <laughs> hole, or you run right into him? No, this is great. So it was uh, it was at evening, evening time. I'm going in to uh, where I wanted to set camp, and the water hole is in front of me, and I'm on the trail going in. It's evening time. Thunderstorms are rolling in. And I mean, it's just crunching on top. You guys have been at that high July, elevation. July, August, July. Oh, yeah. And so I'm losing light. It's about 15 minutes. Sun's down. And so you got about that last 15 minutes before it goes dark. And it's crunching on top of me. And I look out in front of me on the trail, and I knew immediately it was a bear. And, of course, when I scout, I got my pup with me. Hmm. And she was out in front of me. What kind of pup? A healer, guaranteed. German short hair. Dang it. (laughs) All right, go ahead. She's out in front of me, and I've got my pistol on me. And I threw my binocs, and there is no shit and doubt, cub or not, what a fucking grizzly is compared to a black bear. Yeah. And it was one of those black bears. I don't give a shit. I grew up with them, and they're coyotes to me. Uh, first encounter with a grizzly got me nervous, and this one was a cub, mm. and that was what spooked me worst. So mama's somewhere. You're She's somewhere, of. and that yeah, was a like problem. A, like a full-on cub, or kicked off mama year old. Yeah, year yearling half old. cub, or like. Like no, straight up on mom. This cup. was this spring's cub. It was oh, tiny. A little guy. Yeah. A slipper. Yeah. Slipper. So, <laughs> that's what we call it. Yeah. Slipper. Call slippers? Yeah, it's those Canadians. They call them slippers. That like sounds those, like way too nice of a name for like a when you, grizzly yeah, cub. <laughs> like when you hunt in Canada and you're sitting on a on a on a bait and a stand and you got a, a sow with cubs come in, those little cubs like that year's cubs are about this they're big. They look like you could slip your foot right inside them, so they call them slippers. They're just like little slippers, you know, little oh, fuzzy gotcha. slippers. Yes, they call them slippers. <laughs> <laughs> So this one, yeah, he was a little slipper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what made me worse was, or what made it worse was mom, right? Where's yeah, mom? Yeah, where's mom? And because a grizzly bear encounter is fine. 
uh, a cub and not know where mom's at, different story. So I first thing I immediately did was I luckily I had my dog collar and I just hammered on her to get her back without making any noise. Was she blowing up at all? She wasn't barking? She didn't have a clue. Really? This thing was 200 yards out in front. And, you need a healer, sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she was in bird dog mode and was just looking for whatever, right? Yeah. Anyhow, I got her back and this cub slips down on the trail and starts walking on the trail, goes into the aspens right in front. I'm like, son of a bitch, right? That's where I need to go. Yeah. And uh, the only other water is a mile and a half back. <laughs> so I finally said, you know what? Screw it. Leave it. And I just turned around and went back. So that's when we decided to get the llamas. How'd you sleep that night? I slept great. Did you? Okay. I got all the way off the mountain when oh, I you said did? I you went, went all, all, you went yeah. all the way back. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I thought went you tent, tent camped it and just sat Hell there all man. night with your eyes as big as saucers. So <laughs> it was right before season. I got llamas. I actually, I, we used Bo. I called up Bo. And I said, hey, I need to come over for the llama clinic. And I Bo said, Beatty, yeah. Wilderness Ridge yes. llamas, right? Yeah. Yes. Dude is a rock star. He is. And I agree. <clears throat> I called him up and said, hey, I need to do your training. And I said, you wouldn't happen to have a llama or two just hanging out for this weekend I could take to go stash some shit. And he goes, yeah, I do. And I went, didn't expect that, but cool. So I went over and did that, grabbed some llamas, went back, uh, driving in on the trailhead or on on the trail, another grizzly goes bounding across the open plains out there, big old bastard. Not a, cut, not a slipper. Yeah, no, not no, a, no, slipper. a full-grown mama bear that mm-hmm. he didn't happen to tell his hunting partner until <laughs> yeah. we're unloading llamas at the trailhead. And he's like, oh, yeah, this, By is, the way, this is a flat that I saw that other yeah. big grizzly in. And I was like, oh, yeah. I heard is, about the first grizzly. Is, but. This, uh, is this known grizzly bear-occupied habitat, or were you surprised to see grizzlies? I was a little surprised. I mean, yeah, they're there, but not in... Not in concentration? No. Hmm. Uh, sure seems like concentration when you go two for two or what were you two for three three trips two, two for three yeah. yeah yeah so seems a little concentrated for me that was when i went in with the llamas and i went all the way in all the way into where we stashed uh, so we were i guess what was it five and five and a half yeah almost 13 11, to that camp so it'd 13 be miles. so camp two is yeah. where he made it in made it in stashed a bunch of water mm. and you had water issues where you were I was afraid we would by the time we Wouldn't went hunt. in for the hunt. Yeah. Uh, there was just enough to get us there at camp that second time. Uh, yeah. There was a right down below us was a nice little uh, drain drain off pond, um, and on good years it's there and bad years it's not. And it actually was there when we went. It in. was, yeah. What were um, you storing your water in? Um, those collapsible MSR um, or drama, uh, drama bags. Yeah. Um, drama light, drama light, drama dairy. I don't know what they call yeah. it. Yeah. But I had ten gallons stashed in there uh, in the trees, so that was number three. And then right before season, I went in to the halfway point on foot because at this time I still hadn't seen anything really worth going in there after. And that was when. What are you seeing? Deer? Just nothing great. Deer, very few. Yeah. Um, very few animals. Period. Like to a spooky degree where I'm going, Jesus Christ, we're fixing to do this. And he didn't know. have like because he's doing it on weekends though. A lot like weather was an issue. We had wet weather, stormy weather this mm-hmm. whole fall, and so like every trip in, in like I remember getting text and it was like him in a tent, and just flat blizzard in in August. Yeah. That last weekend so, it dumped snow on me, uh, the night I got in, and it was that morning I went out right after that fresh first snow. 
everything was out dancing. Really? And oh, I love that. That's that's where I found. And we were we were so far away at the halfway point, you could see a shit ton from there. Uh, but really pinpointing what it was was difficult. Uh, but it was enough to see two frames. Yeah. And that's what I was like. Okay, I'm good with that. Now we yeah. now we can go in. Is is that the deer you kept referring to in the film? It like was. We need to find that one deer. It was. Yeah. That's what you're looking for, that guy? It was. So you don't know what he was. You just know he's framing. I don't know what he framing. was. He was, uh, from what I could pick apart and tell, you knew he was a four-point. There was another three-point in there that was, he could have been better than that. I don't know. But uh, from what I had figured, there was a four and a three in there that were pretty damn good. Mm. So that, that, was, that was the driving factor, what we needed to all right, let's go. Let's go do that. And we figured they wouldn't move anywhere. Yeah, that time of year, um, that October. That time of year and just where they were, I mean, you've got to have stock to get in there of some sort. Um, we did run into one crazy bastard on there. On, on foot. foot. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do anything once he got No. Out. In fact, we I stayed back just to see what, when we figured he out we were He bonked out by the time he got back, he had to turn around and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he ended up not. And I know where he came us. from and, God, that poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like hunting with llamas brandon you've done a fair amount of it now at this point i would say yeah. right no it's it's we couldn't have done it without him and it's this last trip was when you say you couldn't have done it without him what do you mean we couldn't have packed enough like food water shelter, shelter everything so we ended up everything yeah we I mean, actually ended up taking one of bo's tents and stove in there so like a big canvas type tent um, so one llama was dedicated to that because we were forecasted snow. Like we were fully expecting six, eight inches of snow when we got back in there. And we're actually excited about that. Yeah. Um, Didn't get it. Yeah. It, we it snowed yeah. the last day. Of, so it had been the 24th of October. Is that right? Last day up yeah, there? Yeah, but we were out. You guys were out. We were right out on 14th or 15th. Yeah. I would have been east of you guys. And I know that that whole week, it's just like you're saying, it was super windy. Not real gray, a little rainy, not too bad, and then uh, snowed that last day, the very last day. Yeah, so we were actually hoping for weather because you get that early, and that's what Nate was alluding to at the beginning. Like that early October deer is just not a great deer hunt. Like timbered up, windy. Unless you get some snow, that can shake which was, some shit Which up is what October, we were hoping yeah. for. And then we, I mean, we didn't even get rain, nothing. nothing. And so we had wind, and that was it. Super windy for like three days. And a full moon that just beats. Yeah, yeah that's so. rough in October. Yeah, that's not good. Is it wind the worst? Wind I is the worst. It. It's, yeah. the, it's the worst weather. Because you can totally. only sit up there for so long. Well, and the animals hate it. It eventually gets to you. I hate the wind until I actually have the animal I want, and the wind is howling and it's right in your face the whole way going after, yes, it, keeping you that's quiet. True. Then I'm like, shit, I love this. this well, that, like we had big guns on this hunt. We had big guns, so we actually were finding. We actually found a lot of game. Like we had a we black found a bear. Lot of animals. I almost, I was about shot a black bear on day three or four, mm-hmm. but it was a, because it was windy, I didn't dare take the shot because yeah. it was, it was whipping probably 25, 20, 25 miles an hour and it was a little over a grand. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Nah, yeah. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna sail that one, but I was waiting the next morning. Cause you said the next morning, if he shows himself, he was going to try him, but it was windy again. And I was listening that all morning up there, but now I didn't yeah. hear you pop off at him. But no, hunting with llamas is great. Like, like I say, we had, I like food, so we were able to take enough food. I was sharing food. I, it, I shared some food with you. You did. We bartered on fruit snacks. Yeah. 
by he, the old barter, the mountaintop. He, he had the it. shitty fruit snacks, and I had the good ones. So no, what, what's the what's the good one's bad? Mots. Mots are terrible. <laughs> he had mots, and they I actually chipped they a cracked tooth. His tooth. Yeah, with a mots fruit snack up there. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah, they were cold enough, and they were they're like so hard and chewy that Holy I was shit. like. What are the good ones? Well, I had, had the smileys. Yeah, the, the Walmart smileys. smileys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Never heard of any of these. No, was I mean, I was I was trading two to one. Like, <laughs> I was even was throwing here. like skittles and stuff at him. So, <laughs> no, it was just the llamas made it. You've all been there, right? So, if you're going in that deep and you're going in for that long, the more comfortable you are, the, the, the easier you can it, hunt. Yeah, that's right. So we figured, screw it, let's do it, let's be comfortable, and then the options are through yeah, the roof, no right? So that that was the driving factor, and it just they really did. They made it absolutely phenomenal. Well, and so, those, so there's there's one part I think that I really want to know that I think we've skipped over right now. Oh. What are these llamas' names? Because llamas, every time I've gone with Bo, llamas, they always have badass names. So we had Deke. <laughs> we had Deacon. We had Doc Holliday, Outlaw. Uh, a Star Wars name. Obi-Wan. Han. Han. Han Solo. Han Solo. Well, yes. we had we had a... Well, one of them we had a mix. Was Han... We had no, Han it White? Doc. It was Doc. So there's a white Doc and a brown Doc. Yeah. Oh. And those saddles got mixed up. That was oh, the only that's issue that's what you guys talking about, that saddle thing? Yes. Yes. The, all of his... They're all fitted for each yeah. llama, right? And we're getting ready to leave and getting our saddles and stuff. Bo wasn't there. It was one of his guys that was helping us. And, yeah, we had brown brown dock saddle on white dock. Yeah. yeah. And that gave us a fit. So how many did you have? Six? Four. Four? Four? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He told you the names are always great. Yeah. Four. Names are See, great. and I'd actually had, so I had Deacon in Wyoming with Oh, Porter. you did? Yeah, and so I knew, like, I think I took Deacon because he was a rock star. Like, he was a rock star in Wyoming. He had two more years, what, two more years on him, and he was, all of them were great. Were we found out they, they don't mind deep water. Oh, like, they actually. Really? Oh, we found that, that out. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask about that because you said that river crossing was pretty gnarly. And uh, different one. Yeah. Oh, different one? Yeah, we didn't go in that same way. Uh, and it, the ones that I had crossed the first time were deeper and wider. So you found another way to get in there. Right. It's still a pretty bad river cross, though. That was actually on the way out, and we didn't plan on going that way. No. Um, it wasn't... Well, they got progressively worse the farther along we went. Yeah. And they started out real nice. Mm-hmm. Boots dry and everything. And then by the time, you know, 20 to 30 river crossings later, uh, they were they were past your knees. You're no shit crossing that many times. Oh, it was oh, horrible. Oh, yeah. Wow. We thought... We had planned... So, mental, like, looking at maps as best you could... I was what they say like thirteen or fourteen. Thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that ain't that's we're do that's doable. Like, meh. Yeah. Shit, no. There was a yeah. section of that uh, that creek where the trail runs down the river or runs down the creek for about sixty yards. And the trail's not maintained. We didn't. It's on the map, but the only people that had been in it were horsemen, mm-hmm. and they were just cutting it for horses. So they would cut it out at stirrup height. So as you're walking through, you're, yeah. Yeah. About halfway out, it turned into a... Decent trail. Decent. It was a... Yeah. And it was smooth sailing. By that time, it was just fucking heads down and go. Go, yeah. <laughs> How much can you pack on a llama? Like- so going in, you want to stay between... You want to stay about 70, 75. Per llama. Per mm-hmm. llama. It's pretty good. And you want to keep it at that going in, and whenever you're moving throughout the hunt, save the heavy shit for coming out. So mm-hmm. when we came out, those suckers were 90, 
95 coming hmm. out. We had them stacked heavy coming out. But And that's what Bo told us to do. He said, just, you know, keep them light the whole time, and then when you have one last push to go, load them up. So. Yeah, on the way in, the only thing we were packing was water and guns. Yeah. So. <laughs> they were packing everything else. Yep. Shelter, yep. food, the yep. whole nine. Everything. Yeah, it was fantastic. What uh, I've never hunted with llamas, but like, what's the temperament of a llama? And are you packing? Are you also packing feed for the llama, or is there just like enough vegetation out there He'll, that they can live off of it? They can live off a lot of vegetation, and that's primarily what they do. He'll give you some cookies you know, to go with to give them each night. Um, I think it's a pound per llama mm-hmm. of cookies. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a day. Yeah. Huh. So when and, we were planning like seven. Seven days we had, you know, we had 20, over 20 pounds of feed. 20 pounds on of cookies one of for them. They're just so. pucks. They're uh, like pellets. Yeah. Like a, a little bit bigger pellet. Mm-hmm. So you give them a scoop a night and makes them happy. And temperament wise, they're Chill. like a dog, to be honest. Like <laughs> That's what I said. Have they're personalities. Like they're. I hunted, spit, I spit hunted with Bo. Never. <laughs> we, no, we've, I've never had him spit. Um, we had one that had kind of seen to us on the way out. Mm-hmm. Like I had him on the first trip I went in to stash water. What's funny is Bo says they'll, they won't spit at you, they'll spit at each other. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they, he said there's two types of spit. One is they'll spit and they'll just say, get away. But there's another one where they really take some good shit from down below, you know, and spit it out. And what it does is it makes their bottom jaw numb. So you can tell when they've done it because... You get slack-jawed? Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, jaws drop, tongues out and everything. They just look stupid. They try to, they try to eat and they can't really eat. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I had them do that on the one trip. But other than that, they're just chill. Yeah. I hunted with Bo in Wyoming. So it was, it was nice. My first llama experience was with the llama man himself. Yeah. And we had a shitload of llamas. I can't remember how many we had, 10 or 12. And my llama, the head of my llama chain was Top Gun. And he would sing all the time. Mm-hmm. He was just like a dog, like... When we'd post up, because I would bring him with me every day. Like, we'd hike up to the glassing point, and I would just have him. And he would, you know, just in case we killed, pack out whatever it was. That's how Bo likes to do it. And Bo was sick at the time, so we always had llamas on us just in case. Um, and every time we'd get somewhere, he'd, we'd set up to glass, and he'd put his long neck over my shoulder and just start, like, moaning. And I would just, like, rub his head. It was just like a dog. His name was Top Gun. He was awesome. You don't have to hobble them or anything. They just stay tight. You you stake stake them out at night. Stake them out, yeah. They got a 12-foot lead rope on a stake, and they'll sit there for a day or two, depending on your feed, and feed on that around them. And you can see it's like a lawnmower. By the time they're out of feed, it's pretty clear. You can tell when you need to move them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're attentive as hell, too. Like, they know what's around you. Did they ever spot animals for you? Oh, yeah. We didn't even see it Uh, going in. (laughs) We're 20 minutes from the truck. Him and I are just packing in you know and all the llamas you know did the whole what the fuck is that yeah. look you know and i look back at the llamas and i'm looking I'm like that's weird and we just kept on going camera dude comes running up and he goes you guys see that big old bull moose about 20 foot off the trail and neither one of us was like, yeah no oh, no didn't say it yeah the llamas would spot shit for us all the time yeah all the time it was crazy did you guys do anything at night for like electric fence anything like that Mm-mm. no no even though you saw that many that, that much crazy you never Set anything up? Man, where, where I saw them, as far as the bears go, they were six miles. Yeah, like we were six. far enough away. Mm-hmm. Once I got past a certain point, I never saw any sign uh, of them in there. Um, so it just wasn't a real worry. And they'll, I mean, they'll let you know, too, if something's <laughs> coming. 
they have that alarm sound they do. And, and I talked talking to Bo, he didn't recommend it. He goes, meh. So yeah. I went, okay, mm. good enough for me. No other precautions? You didn't hang your food at night, anything like that? You're cooking in your tent? No. Just hardcore like that, aren't you? No, I just, <laughs> I felt comfortable with the llamas out yeah. there. Because you got them staked out probably 50 yards or so. And completely around, around your, yeah. like, when you have four, you've got enough that you, you've got them. If a bear's coming, we're going to so. know. Yeah. And so that's, I, I didn't feel, I felt safe. I didn't feel the yeah, need to Yeah, neither one of us were worried shit. about it. So it was, I don't know. Yes. Now, if I was by myself, yeah, different story. Yeah, we're going to hang <laughs> shit over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're seeing, so let me, let me go, where are we at in the story? Sorry, I keep asking questions. We went off on a tangent of the llamas. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to get into the actual hunt itself. Yeah. Like, how, how, was, how was the hunt? You guys said you turned up quite a few animals. That's what you said, Brando. Yeah, all kinds of animals. So it, it starts, so I came up from southern Utah. Nate is living in Wyoming, he ran over, grabbed the llamas that day. We both met, met at a hotel, had the camera, met the cameraman there. Who'd you have, cameraman? We had Kayam. And he's, oh, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, like he was amazing. Fantastic. So the guy's awesome. Fit, like fit right in. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was a fun I had one him to hunt on with. He plays sheep hunt with us. He's a stud. He's yeah. awesome. So met there, divvied out. And that's one thing that helped us out. I'd learned from the first llama experience is we actually weighed everything out at the hotel that night. We had all the panniers built, everything divided up, paired up, so, mm -hmm. and we just set them in the back of Nate's truck. So when we got the trailhead, it was literally just pull the llamas out, brush them out, saddle them, load them. We, didn't, we weren't divvying that morning because we knew it was a pack-in. And so that morning we drove the trailhead. It was about an hour, hour and a half, hour and half. to the yeah. trailhead. Got there, got in, set camp at that first spot. How far in? Four and a half? You said four and a quarter? It ended up being like five and something. Five yeah. and something? Yeah. It was just a just the way the the land set. It was a phenomenal spot. You're a long ways away, but you can see it all, and you could see your destination yeah, from right. Spot. Yeah, and we're two days. It's kind of how we were in Idaho. Yeah, we're that, like, two days level. You could see clear to the yep, top. Exactly the same. Yeah. And so at this, we were we're two days before the opener, right? Yes. And so from there, we split up. We basically split up to just cover country with glass. Mm -hmm. I went out on a ridge. He went up on a big knob. Uh, and just basically we can just cover miles of ridges. And so where we, where we knew we were going to end up being able to hunt. And so that evening, it was super windy again that night. And the sun, because of the way it, we were glassing into the sun, turned up some deer but couldn't, nothing that we could tell what it was. Yeah. That next morning got up, did the same thing, and turned up even more deer, found bucks, didn't ever really turn up the big shooter buck that we were after, mm -mm. but found a bunch of bucks in the same country. Found a bunch of elk. Found. And you're talking a bunch of bucks. What are you? What are you thinking? Dozen? Well, there was. Uh, I think there was eight or nine in that one little cut. Um, but where I had originally seen this thing, he was. He was. It wasn't that big of a basin, and so it just seemed. I mean, eight or nine stuck in where he was. Yeah. I mean, it would. You've got one, two, three, or four, five basins that you're looking at, and then just beep right there. They were all just stuffed in it. So yeah, it seemed like a bunch just to be in that one little one yeah. little spot. But and they were. I don't know if it was the original group because when I originally saw him, he was with a big group, um, little bucks, bunch of little bucks, um, and we think those are the ones that were still there. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that they, you know, they hadn't been moved out of there, which was nice. Yeah, no um, kidding. Some other deer and some and some other those basins, uh, some does. Mm -hmm. uh, 
We actually kicked up some deer on the ridges we were on that morning. Yeah, I did. So we were seeing for October, you know, 20, yeah. 20 25 deer. It's good. Half of them bucks. You're it keeps you going, at least. You're seeing out too, right? Mm-hmm. The, the better species? No. <laughs> we're going to keep this immune those podcast. Are, <laughs> those are so easy to walk away from. We'll just put them that way. <laughs> that, one, that one bull you guys had on Digiscope, at least in the film, looked pretty decent that little short clip of it there's some decent yeah we we saw some decent bulls in there there's a and we we ended up on the way out because the elk hunt in in idaho starts like a week later than the deer yeah. hunt halfway through that's mm-hmm. what people were hunting back there and so we actually had as we were coming out we ended up finding a bunch of horse camps and get like there was four brand new ones on the yeah. day that we came out it was mm-hmm. actually shocking were yeah, you guys but, nice hunters and passed along some info? We actually never saw anybody. We just really? ran into their just, horses just tied up. Yeah. Yeah. Because by the time we'll get we'll get into that, but by the time we were headed out, we it, we didn't we didn't get up at the crack of dawn to get at that yeah, why would last you? day. Slept so, a little. But no, from that day so that day we did a morning glass, got everything broke down, and it took us all day, all day to, to get, get around and get camp set. So we didn't set camp till about an hour before light. Um, hurry and set camp, got everything thrown into the tent, head up on the ridge and did some glassing that night. I don't even know if we saw anything that night. I think was... we, saw, uh, we saw a couple down below us, but that was the night we figured, we realized we weren't alone. Yeah, we found them. We had a guy come up right below us in glass. On uh, stock or with stock? Mm-mm. No, was he, was, the, he was the guy on foot. That, that was the guy on that, foot. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I knew where he came from. Like, That's one ballsy dude. He found the first place that you could glass above the trees and stop right there. And we yeah. were we were up on the ridge on a on a really good vantage point, and he was spent by, like, that he got dude. there for, like, that 10 minutes, dude. glassed for 10 minutes, and he just bailed back off. Right off, yeah. Man, so. isn't that crazy? You spend all that effort and time and energy to get back up in I there. felt bad for him because I knew what it took to get in there. And I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, that's like, crazy, though. Yeah. But that goes into the llamas. Like, we knew yeah. if you were packing, you know, 50, 60 pounds of gear up in there, you're spent. Like, yeah. you're you're licked by the time you're in Trail there. Trail and I so. had a similar in New Mexico. That guy we ran into, and he just yeah. he was back there for three or four days. He just couldn't. He ran out, ran out of steam. He had to bail. Yeah. He by was, the time he finally got to the elk. I mean, that's a different thing about hunting, right? Like, it's a, yeah, it's an endurance sport, kind of, but it's like it's survival too. You know what I mean? You got to perform once you're back there. An endurance sport, you can go full send until you cross the finish line. Right. This is like an endurance sport until you get to the finish line, and then it actually starts. Like right. now, you have to perform almost. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's. I'm not. I mean, I'm not tip top shape athlete type of guy. In fact, I wasn't at all. But it's mental. Being able to, your body can do more things than. It's also like planning survival. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you, now you have to live back there. Yeah. It's like this guy, he came in on foot and bailed. Our guy in New Mexico overspent himself and had to bail. It's like, yeah, this is, it, it, that's the different part of hunting. Like when you try to explain it to somebody, it's like, yeah, you go on these massive endurance feats. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're covering so much ground and elevation and all this shit. Well, once you're back there, it's not like you just... You made it to the hotel and a steak dinner and you can start recovering. It's like, okay, now you're there. Then right, the game now starts. You, now you play. Yeah. Like, now you got to play. And that, that, I, I think it's the mental side of it. Like, if you can stay in, if you can keep your head in it and just, yeah. I, I think a lot of times people spend And you and I are similar. How we do that is a little bit of comfort back yeah. there. Like, that's how we that's how we make that work. Yeah. And I think picking a good hunting partner, like, once we got back in there, we actually had some pretty good laughs and jokes and... 
made fun of some people. But <laughs> I think a lot of it's an expectation. Like if you're, I think if you go into those knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. like hey, I'm gonna, it's gonna burn me up getting in there. But then you know, I'm, if I got to take a half a day to recuperate and mm-hmm. then extend out and go hunting, but I'm gonna last. I'm gonna put managing that. Effort. Yeah. yeah, managing your expectations. I think is a lot of it. I agree. So you talked about the people. Do you guys have to change tactics because of hunting pressure in the area and move things around? A little bit. We actually were sitting on that knob that first night. There was two guys that popped their head over the top peak, and that I didn't expect. Hmm. I didn't think there was a shot in hell anybody would come up over the top. Come to find out, he was farther. He was just in a little ways. There's a trail that goes in there, and he had camp set up in there. But, yeah, so, I mean, at the first glance, you know, season hadn't even started yet, and we've got a dude behind us, and we got a dude up there. Is that defeating at all in your head? Not really, because I know – I know what it took for me to get in there and the scouting that I did in there and what it took and how hard it was just to find those two turds that I did find. So you got to have a little sort of dedication. I mean, if some Joe Blow just went in there on his horses and just, I guess, maybe the old-fashioned way, right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to know what I saw over there. Yep. And so, anyways, that was, so, yeah, it was a little – it took you back a little bit, but, I mean, it didn't kill any – you know enthusiasm we, we got a little bit more strategic so like that night yeah. we decided well let's see what they're going to do like we at least need to understand what the two guys on the top side were doing and what that guy behind mm-hmm. us was doing and so i volunteered to stay behind <laughs> and so no like, i went up i went back up that next morning i went back up on the ridge so i could see i could see the whole top side of it and i could see back behind us where the guy was camped in and nate and Kayam dove off is that opening day now? That was opening yeah, day. Yeah, that's opening, opening day. Morning. We're packing guns at that yep. point. And so um, we ended up finding out that the topside guys were actually a horse camp that were... Oh, they one were, drainage over. Yeah. For they were one drainage over from us. And they came in the backside, got up on top and was skirting the top up there. Mm-hmm. The ridge, we didn't know exactly where they came from. They could have come from the front side and over, but they had actually come in through the back. And I bailed off that morning, <clears throat> which was super steep. He thought it was going to take him an hour to get where he... And Nate's in shape. Nate's as in shape as anybody I've ever hunted with. And he was like, yeah, oh, look at him. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll take me an hour. And I was like, take man. Take me an hour to get over there. It didn't. An hour and 30 minutes into it, I'm still watching him climb out. And I'm like, well, that's rough. If somebody's watching this podcast on video, it's clear who the three mountain athletes are (laughs) and who the luxury mountain guys are. It was to the point where I was nervous about taking the llamas off of it. Oh. And which would come to find out, I'll take those things anywhere now. It's amazing what the terrain they go through. So anyways, we, we, we went down in because you, from where the main camp was, we couldn't look into that drainage that I had seen the deer in. So we had to go down and around and get, get close enough and get up to where we could see in there. So we did that that morning, small bucks. Uh, the deer were still in there. That one decent four-point you passed was that morning. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you were thinking for a little bit on that one, it seemed like. I was, and only because it, I was trying to figure out where the hell he came from. Hmm. Um, hadn't seen him before, and you know how how elk when you spook elk and they take off, they'll go for miles and they're just open mouth, tongue out, just going. I've never seen a mule deer sit there for ten minutes, open mouth, tongue out, and huff and puff. And we heard shots that morning mm-hmm. on the front side, and it's 
we were sitting at the spring. Hadn't even seen him yet. We're sitting in the spring getting more water, and I'm looking kind of above us. And I was just telling the camera dude of how amazing it looks above us, and yet there's no animals at that level. There was nothing. It was dead up there. And I look up, and I see this buck just doing this through the timber. I'm going, son of a bitch. He saw us. You know, he was sneaking, getting away. Mm -hmm. I'm going, damn it. So I, of course, got up and got on him. And that's when I noticed that he had been running for quite some time. And he stood up there catching his breath for the longest time ever. And that's when I, you saw me in the film sitting there looking at him going, <laughs> Yeah, you could see his mouth just dogged open. Oh, yeah. And just his whole body just, it was impressive. But I think the guys that were in, because that was actually the same draw that the guys had a horse camp on that were hunting off, mm. off the top. And I think they shot at him opening morning and he somehow cruised back over he had to I, yeah it was kind of impressive but i let him go i thought brando would chew my ass when i got back to camp and showed him but he didn't so <laughs> he goes no that was a good choice like, yeah that's what i thought too especially so, it's opening day right yeah. opening day and for some like i said he i knew he wasn't the one because he was darker horned i knew the one i was after was lighter horned and he had a better frame than this one and so, what class buck was this? Just like 150. Yeah. Just a good solid buck. He was a good four point. He was just yeah. short everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, yeah. So, then we had to crawl back out of that freaking hell hole. <laughs> and when, when I got back to the top, that's when I told Brandon, it was kind of funny, the camera guy, we got up to the top. And the climb back out was the worst. We got back to camp, and I'm doing okay. And get into the tent I take all my shit off and camera guy walks in the tent and just <laughs> hits the floor he just smoked <laughs> and I told Brandon I said you know we're not doing that one every day I said we gotta we gotta figure something else out here so we next morning we went a different route we went the other direction because I'd seen bucks over there before too scouting and uh that's when that was the day we were sitting on our phones trying to find yeah so that that next so we didn't i i stayed back i glassed up there um glassed back behind us towards what did it be the east a little bit yes uh, i didn't see we didn't see shooter buck there's two basins behind us that before and we talked about well with that experience if we're going to commit we're committing in and we're we're moving camp in and we're going out that way like we're gonna we're going out the other side of the mountain. Mm -hmm. You're going to hitchhike then to get back to your well, truck? Well, to do that. So, that, no, yes. that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, we, we checked the two basins behind us, and we saw it was full elk. And we didn't see. We saw some does and fawns with it. And so, we have service up, up on top. So, I'm texting my wife, and she's seven months pregnant at that time. So, I'm, I'm texting her, and I'm like, hey, so... If we come out the other side of the mountain, will you drive to this town <laughs> and pick us up? And so... And she's like, yeah, I'll load the two boys up. I was like, okay, I'll, I can get you a room at this hotel, and then I'll give you a, I'll drop a pin, text it to you, and you pick us up, and then we'll just load. I'll, basically, we were going to load Nate up in the back of the forerunner, like literally in the back, because I got two car seats, I'm full. We're going to drive around, pick up his truck, and just shuttle. Yeah. And so. What a wife. We, we got a hold of that. Wife and she was like. Evans is a stud. Yeah. She committed that. So at that point, we were like. We at least have a we way have to option. do it. And he's like, well, let me just, let me see if Bo, he's like, Bo offered at one time to just, you know, pick us up. He offered it a couple of times because he knew where we were at. And he goes, he goes, yeah, if you need me to go move your truck around, he goes, 
just let me know. I went, perfect. <laughs> so I shot him a message. We were back at camp, and we didn't mm -hmm. have service there, so it was all off inReach. So I sent him a message, and, and he said, yeah, no worries. Where are your keys? I told him where the keys were at. And he goes, you're good to go. I went, well, all right. <laughs> so so, Bo, so That's awesome. now we had a commitment with Bo, which is right there. And so we actually, that next day, or was it that, that afternoon? That we, afternoon. We packed up camp, and it's another like another three and a half miles, you bomb off this thing and you're like, you're at that point we're committed because we're like 14, 14, 15 miles in. Mm -hmm. This is day two? This is day two of the season. So day season. four of the hunt. Of yeah. being back there. Yeah. yeah. So is it, this is a completely new area from where you originally saw this bigger buck, right? No, it's, we were actually moving towards closer them. towards yeah. it. Oh, okay. so so that's what I was wondering. If you guys did up on the buck? Or no, we're, because of the way that these canyons and basins are set, like they run kind of away from us. So we're not able to glass. From where mm. we're at, we can glass. It's the typical like that. that I, it's a lot like Wyoming, a lot like Idaho, where you have the timbers on the one side and then yep. those ridges, like the... The south facing are all open and the north facing are all timbered. And we're like, given the given the situations, we're saying full moon. It's warmer than we were wanting it to be. We didn't get any weather. Those bucks are, are on the timber side and mm -hmm. we can't cut that timber from the angle that we're at. Gotcha. So each move we're trying to move so we can cut that timber apart. And so we're actually getting further down in so we can get an angle on the timber side. So now we're down in miles and we didn't commit to that fully until it was opening day when i was in there and i passed that buck sitting at the spring before i came out of there i was already thinking because i i knew i knew the hike so i thought there's no way what if we moved camp down in here so before i came out i made sure there was water mm -hmm. down there so we could do this and so we moved camp and we moved camp found out the water source that I had seen from afar. Uh, it was a spring, but it was also... Uh, it was an elk wallow. It was an elk wallow. It straight tastes <laughs> like elk piss. So, so is, this, is this your science project? Yeah. You, you shoved your pipes in there? And That's project number two. Pole. The first one is we got gallons of right? water yeah, just sta pole. that stagnant. Have you ever drank out of an elk water? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like straight, like... I had a camera guy in full-on tears at one point. <laughs> Because we, we drank out of an elk wallow. We could drink it, but I was like... We I, tried everything under the sun to kill the taste. Yeah. We were adding tablets just to get the chlorine in there. We were adding <laughs> you, Gatorade mixed, you know, plus the tab. I mean, we were trying everything. And there is it. nothing that will take that piss nothing taste away. Do. Yeah, but when you're thirsty enough, it doesn't really matter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we drank a bottle of it, yeah. and then we were like, hey, no, there's something we can do here. And that's what the science project are jamming trekking poles and mud and... And then Kayam and I, which is funny because we did all of that and we got like, what, three gallons of water that way. Mm -hmm. And then that evening, we get all camp set up. We do the science project. We get camp. And Nate goes up on to glass, the exact basin where he saw those bucks. And I go out about two miles from that camp. I go out on the ridge. So, and it opens up a whole nother set of basins just to see what we have around us. And so... On our way to that, Kaim and I actually found that there's a, a spring box, a, a built spring, spring box. box Somebody went in there and built one. Hmm. Yeah, some, some one of the ranchers or sheep herders or whatever had been in there and actually laid like a PVC pipe in a spring box, and it's flowing like a liter every 30 seconds. So we're like, oh, yeah, we ain't Yeah, that's it. beautiful. Good water. Yeah, we're <laughs> that's like. That's beautiful. And it was a little ways from camp, but it was well worth it. So we, we found that better water at that camp, but we ended up. 
I only ended up seeing, I saw the moose that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. We saw a couple of a couple of decent moose on that side, and then some elk, uh, and then Nate turned up. Just the little bucks, the yep. same, the same two turds that we'd seen all week. Yep. Yeah, there wasn't much, but still, we thought for some reason we hadn't we hadn't quite determined that he was gone yet. We we still figured he was. He's either there or he's moved, but we hadn't cut that his basin apart enough to determine he's not here. So the next morning, Brando went in above camp to see in there. I skirted down and around through the timber and went on to the far side so I could just specifically to look back into the timber. And that was the day that we had kind of determined that well, you had that cinnamon bear go that through that whole cinny bun. Yeah, yeah. He was a pretty good bear. So you guys are splitting up, right? Every mm-hmm. morning and every evening, yeah. you're going different directions. Just trying to maximize what we can Just see. Just trying to find one of those two bucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was day five or day. That was day day five or day six. Uh, the morning, the morning of the morning of kill, uh, we. That like I said, we determined he's not there. Well, that's so that day Nate stayed up on top. So he went down oh, around, yeah. and that that morning I went up. I didn't. I saw those two bucks that I passed on. Little three point. Yes. Two little three points. I came back, got water, got camp situated, and then I went all the way out, clear to the bottom of the canyon that I could glass up the like we had. At that point, we were like, okay, there is two spots that he could be. Mm-hmm. And after that, we were after that evening. We didn't turn anything up. We'd literally covered the basin he was in, the one next to him, and so we'd covered basically everything that that buck could have been on this side, and determined that those deer are not there. Like, is we that were, your final assessment? You don't think that buck was there? Or do you think you just didn't see him? I don't think he was there. He was either <clears throat> he's either gone, gone, or he went over on the backside, mm-hmm. and. It was the morning of. We didn't even glass those basins. We we split up. No, you did. You I went up. St- I went up. I, I went up and worked because we were thinking. I was like, well, worst case, because the only thing he could have, if he was there, the only thing he could have done has been in timber. So my goal just was to just kick timber. Right. At this point, we're like. Yeah, you kick him out or. Yep. So move on. I went back kind of the way that we had came into this camp. I ran the trail back. Because and to look almost into one of our original basins because we'd never looked at it from that side. And our plan was to meet back at the spring where I passed on that buck the first day, and that's what we did. And we that horse camp that was in there came out the day that we moved camp in. And what's funny about that trail is it runs right along the base of that little basin that he was in. And so we Looking back at it now, we don't think he was in there all week because we when those horse horses came in, out. Yeah. pressure kicked him. Yeah. Um, not to mention the day, the opening day I spent in there, you could smell. I'm just down from that horse camp, looking into the top side of his basin, and you could smell their campfire cooking, and they were the horses were hobbled out there making all sorts of racket. So, anyways, we met back at the spring, and we figured, screw it, we're here. Let's run to the top because we'd also determined what was interesting is, is throughout the week we were losing, we were losing moon. So the moon was getting shorter and shorter and shorter, but we're also seeing less and less movement. And that tells you 
okay, if the moon's not coming out, let's say until 3 a.m., they're moving from 3 a.m. to 6. And they're better. Then what are they doing? But yeah, but they got to move at some point. Yeah. So they're moving midday at some point. They're either staying in timber or they're moving sometime during the day. So the good thing about the front side was it was a lot more open. And we figured with that horse camp, that trail goes all the way to the top. We, we knew they were hunting one direction. They were hunting to the south. Because that's where the horse trail went. Yeah. And so we figured if, if anything, I was pretty certain nothing had gone north of there. So that was our plan was just hit the top. It was kind of a last ditch effort. Well, it's funny, like you talk about being like, I can't remember if you said it or I said it, but we were both thinking the exact same thing. Like we were, yeah. we sat and we ate breakfast and we're like, well, what's the plan? And I was like, I think I was like, yeah, you, we might as well go up. And he's, Nate was like, I was thinking the same thing. And so we're, we head up, up and over the top. We sat up on top for a little bit, had lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, Brando stayed to glass there, and I ran the ridge out to glass. And I got to a point, I wanted to get around the peak, and I got to a point where I turn the corner and I look, and there's nothing but shale all the way to the peak. And I'm damn near to the top anyways, but I'm going to have to side hill this shit to get yeah. around. And I thought, fuck. And I looked down below me, and these shoots were going down, and they just looked so good. And I thought... I need to glass this before I move any farther. And I just sat down and two bucks were rebedding because mm. it was a sunny side, very little timber, mm-hmm. a couple pockets, but for the most part open. So these things were having to change beds what, what regardless. Time of, what time of day? Three it's, o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And these two changed beds and one of them was okay. He, he, uh, he had a good back end on him. He was uh, crab four. But he was busted on one side and, you know, crab on the other. I didn't want to kill him, but I figured he would. So that was the exact. Exa- so <laughs> he, he hollers at me. I grab cameraman. We go over and I was like, what do you got? And he's like, well, there's this little two point down there. I was like, okay. And that's the only one we could see. He's like, but there's this four point. There's a four point there. Were you and trying I- to talk him into it? Yeah. Well, I- <laughs> he's like, think about hunting with Brandon because you know something's dying. Yeah. He's like, He's like, I was like, my exact question, well, how good a buck is he? Well, he's a good buck. I was like, you want to kill him? Well, I don't want to kill him, but I think he should die. I think he should, I think he should die. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, at that point, I I'm know like, well, you're, yep. you're the guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't Only care. Only other tag in camp. God, so, last, second to last day. They were sitting there uh, about 400 yards. We couldn't see the bigger one. Uh, the, the little one was bedded, but he was losing shade already. And he'd only been there for 20 minutes. So I figured, okay, and the way the sun was going, I said, these suckers are going to move again. So it was just a matter of time before they stood up. So Brandon kind of had it, didn't have it out, or he had it out, but wasn't sitting on it. But he had his gun kind of ready, and my shit's still strapped to the pack. And, you know, because I wasn't planning on shooting him, right? And I knew yeah. he wasn't going to miss at 400 yards. So I'm just sitting there uh, kind of above him looking, and movement caught my eye right below us and there's another group a different group rebedding right underneath us and i thought you got to be shitting me so now it's kind of a scramble yeah get your gun out yeah he runs back grabs well, his so gun. i'm now i'm on the gun looking yeah. through the scope cranked up and i'm like well that one bucks this like new this new group of bucks was there a better one in it yeah oh yeah yeah so g3 
three. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. In line on the three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Both sides are in line. Yeah, because it was there was there was five of them, and there and I could see, you know, I saw them with my bare eyes, and I first when I brought my binoculars, first one I saw was the one horn three point, and he had a damn good frame, but I thought son of a bitch, he's broke, mm-hmm. and then I looked at the first one, you could see four point, and then I went through the rest of them, and <clears throat> then it was get your guns and shit, and so then I you know. My pack was kind of actually wasn't on top of the ridge. It was on their side of the ridge. So I had, you know, leaning over, trying to unbuckle my shit and get it up and whatever. So it was kind of a mess there for a minute. Finally got on him. I still didn't have a good look at the at the four point. And that's when Brando asked, he goes, are you going to shoot him? I said, I don't know what he is just yet. Yeah. He's a five on that one side. And then he turned and I looked at him and I said, yeah. And then he goes, are you going to kill him? I said, yeah. And then it took a minute because we were, they didn't know we were there. And they were just kind of working their way, and they just got to the pocket of trees. So they, at some point, they were going to bed down. And come to find out later, we knew they were going to bed down there. They've been bedding there for years. And <clears throat> there's a branch right in his vitals, of course. Yeah. So I'm I'll just sitting guess. there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, he's just not moving. So I finally said, "Fuck it!" And I grabbed my sh- stuff and I walked below oh, that's Brandon. Why, that's why you moved, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, are you in the gun the whole time? I'm he in the is. gun. He you got his fuck in the gun? Oh, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he had him At dialed. no point were you like, no. Oh, man, I shot that buck. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. And that goes oh, in, like, he's dead. <laughs> that was going, like, Nate did a lot, all the work. Like, me sure. being in southern Utah, he yeah. did the scouting trips. He stashed water. He Like, he aligned the llamas. It's his trip, I, and I was fully committed. Like, <laughs> first shot's yours no matter what. And, but I did ask, like, four or five times, you sure you want to kill sure. this deer? Yeah. Are you sure? Because yeah. it's, like, literally. I'm tracking. Yeah. Well, I, I, knew, uh, I knew if for some reason something were to happen while I'm trying to move my stuff or whatever, I knew if there was any doubt that Buck was going to die regardless because I knew he had him pegged. Mm-hmm. So I was, it was, like I said, a mad rush, but I was calm. And I laid down behind him while he, uh, he saw movement. He didn't see us, but he saw something move up on the ridge when I backed up to get around Brando. But if they don't know anything's there, they're not really that spooked. They don't have a clue at this point. They're just kind of frozen, which was mm-hmm. great for us because they were all frozen broadside. And, uh, yeah, so finally had another look at him. I said, think I should kill him? He goes, yeah. I said, okay. Boom. How far was that shot? Uh, 200. 200 yeah. yards? Yeah. It's hard to tell. I was trying to look when I watched it last night. Where did you hit that buck? Right in the heart. Right, back dead, pinwheel just folded him. Yeah, yeah. To me, it looked right in the crease. Gotcha. It looked a little low, but I couldn't tell for sure because it just was so close. I thought it was too, and I went back and watched it a couple times, and it was dead. Xed him. Like that's awesome. But what's crazy though, like all of a sudden you see the deer stumble, and I see the broken horn buck just standing there. So when I shot, because the the video slowed down at that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I shot, he wheeled and died right in the trees. The rest of them went into the trees, and the smaller bucks came out below. Hmm. And he asked if he should kill the the, the well, that one, one horn three came out and stood like those. The smaller bucks all funnel out the bottom, and that he one horn three just like stops looking at us. Yeah, and that's when I was like, Is he I'm open? still in the gun at this yeah. point. No hesitation because he's a three. He asked him a couple there's times. A, there's should a little hesitation. Should I shoot him? No, we, we, should like, we asked like four or five times. <laughs> should I shoot like, him? Should I shoot him? Should I shoot him? Yeah, you want me to kill him? And you're like, <laughs> I don't care, kill him. I was like, and then one of us, I think it was you, and how bad do you how want tonight, you want to, tonight to, suck? to suck? Yeah. And I was like, 
going to suck either way, right? Yeah, it's yeah. already so, sucking yeah. anyways. What was I was curious, Brandon, because it didn't seem like you were overly like, yeah, I want to kill this buck for sure right now. This is the buck I came in here after. But, like, what was it that tripped your trigger for it? The, one that deer's body dwarfed any other deer in that group. So he's a bigger bodied buck. Oh, yep. it was yep. like that deer was, and I've killed some big, like mm -hmm. some of the big Colorado yeah. body deer, and he was every bit that big. And I, what I remember is because I'm in the gun, I'm in the gun before Nate's, like I'm watching these deer kind of funnel up before they even stop in those trees. And I remember seeing the one side three is just a big three point horn. He's a big frame. Gotcha. And that's like yeah. for some of us who grew up shed hunting, like when you yeah. pick up oh, a yeah. big shed horn, that's what I'm picturing in my mind is like. Holding that horn is a big horn. Isn't that funny? I do that too. I've got that bull I killed this last year sitting in my basement in my office, and I walk by, and he's got a busted five on the one side, but the six side sits closer to the wall, so it's kind of silhouetted. And every time I walk by that, I look at it and be like, man, if I picked that horn up, that'd be a pretty good horn. That's <laughs> until my I'm first like, thought that always goes to my mind. Man, that'd be a big shed. And that, and he's looking at me, and the horn is outside his ears, and I'm like, it's a big old deer. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh. I would had he had two horns, I'd have killed him. So yeah. I don't care that he's only got one did, horn. Did so. you think like, oh, this is cool? We're both here. He's just shot a buck. You know, well, second to throughout last the day. whole we thing, we joked about it all week. Shooting yeah. doubles. People yeah. don't pull doubles that often. I don't oh, think no. I ever have. Have you? You don't. Have I'm you? trying to think. I don't think so. You pull the double. Doll sheep double with my dad. Oh really? Oh yeah. nice. <laughs> pulled the doll sheep double with my dad, but that's that's the only time. Yeah, so that and we joked about that the whole time all week back here, and so I was like, "Yeah, we'll just go in here and we'll shoot two and go." You know, mm -hmm. and well, what was crazy? Mine died in the timber. He heart punched his, and it looked like they fell on top of each other. Go go back to the angle on your shot because it looks like he's. I couldn't tell because you have the cameraman that looks like he's off to your right. He's maybe? right over my shoulder. Oh, is he? he okay, is, yeah. so is that buck kind of facing you? It's he's dead away. Like he's well, I shouldn't I'm say dead away. He's like it was a tight hardcore, squeeze, like hard quarter, and so I caught like. And again, he's two hundred yards, right? Yeah. Right. So you so. shot him front shoulder, quartering away. Yeah, quartering away. Quartering yeah. away. Mm -hmm. I mean, he folds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He oh, went down hard. He's probably yeah. shooting a six five. That's why. Twenty two to fifty. Yeah. Twenty five out six. Brady. One hundred ninety five grain bullet does some damage. What were you shooting? Yards. Just curious. Yeah. We haven't even. We haven't. Twenty eights. I was actually shooting his twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. Both, both of you twenty eight nozzler. Twenty eight nozzler. That's such what, a good what gun. Bullets and stuff. So you were running just the factory nozzler, that one seventy five long range Acubon. Acubon long range. That's what I shoot out of my twenty eight. And so, yeah. which I've I've shot piles of deer with that. And I've deer shot the Acubon out of my seven for years. And yeah. it's yeah. just. And it's performed, that bullet's performed from 900 yards to 90 yards. And yeah, there's so, no question that's the go-to factory bullet. Yeah. Especially so, out of those Brownings. Yeah. But I was running out of my 28. This is the new, so I'd gotten a, that brand new Mc, Carbon McMillan. Mm -hmm. And so we'd hopped up a... A 195 burger. Okay, now we're out of it. So, yeah, one. We weren't on board until that point. What was it off of? That was off the Browning. The it's the the Max Carbon McMillan. It's so it's a long range, but it's the Carbon McMillan. Yep. So it has the carbon fiber McMillan stock on it. Damn. And mine didn't come in in time, and we needed a Browning. Yeah. And so of course he's got a pile of them. So that's why I was using his. And. The factory 175s was what he was shooting out of that one, anyways. And they, you know, of course, they do what they do. And yeah. they 
shot I've been great. shooting that out of my gun since I got it. But no, that's like I let him take that in July and just let him run bullets and get yeah. comfortable behind it. But no, we were, it did, they both did. At that range, though, I was, yeah. 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 I mean, it was a debate. I'm putting the kill shot. Or I was going to try and shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. So. Did, you, did you guys uh, both had the same scopes, loophole on there, to look like, or was there a difference? I had, so I usually love that, the Vortex PST Gen 2. Yeah. yeah I've run that on multiple, yeah. and that's what was on yours. That's okay. what was on that so one. But I went, building the carbon fiber lighter gun, I went, I think it's a VX6 on that gun. Hmm. So. Mark, didn't you have a Mark V? No, it's the. It's a VX6 first, no, second focal on the loophole one. I have the Mark V on mine. Mm -hmm. Love it. So I'm a, loop, I'm a loophole guy. And then when yeah. Brando gave me that gun with the Vortex on it, I almost cried. Are but you, I thought, <laughs> well, I'll shoot it. Yeah. One question I always have, are you ever concerned with putting all your uh, rounds on your cheek piece like you do? No. Like banging them up or doing anything? I'm... I'm very particular about my gun. So, like, even loading it in the backpack on the way in, mm -hmm. that's, like, it's... And then I run a gun bear, so it's yeah, always on me. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, Lorenzo's hunted with me. Whether it's an archer, whether it's a bow, like I'm very particular about. I'm. It's probably OCD. I just don't want to admit oh, it's that I have. He's one. a strap guy too. It's definitely like, OCD. Like I don't These have. These are the loose questions I was going to get into with Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, Brennan's desk. You ever, you ever been to his office? Yeah. Few times. His it desk is definitely is always OCD. organized. It's yes, always looks always. nice. Mine's yeah. always got coffee cups all over everywhere. Nice. I mean, I got yeah. papers. Brandon's was his always backpack, very well ordered. His backpack, there is not a fucking seam out of place yeah, on that thing. Everything That's is always in, always in place. Yeah, like I'll take in the Velcro. Like I can't have it's loose straps. Perfect. I yeah. hate like a oh, loose strap. Oh yeah, up. no, it's like tight. So it's incredible. Then yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's like it is perfectly packed at all times. Even Super when you're like clean. running and gunning, it's still perfectly packed. Yeah, OCD. What can I say? It's definitely OCD. <laughs> you, you recognize that, huh? Yeah, well, we were, it was one of the times that that one pannier gave us a headache, and of course, it's always in the shittiest spot, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're just trying to throw the thing back on there and get it situated, and this and that. But even with the straps on the uh, the pannier's and shit, it had to be tucked just right. Yeah. I hate things every flopping time. and loose. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so funny. Back, back to your shot. Was that all uh, debris and dust floating up in the air from the from the recoil or the muzzle brake? Yeah, that was insane. I know. I, I was like, is that something slowed? Like, it's obviously slowed down footage, mm -hmm. right? But I saw all that. And I was like, holy gosh! Like that brake must have just kicked up everything around there. Sitting where I was sitting, I made Did damn sure to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Those gnarly brakes can yeah. eat your ears. Like, <clears throat> yeah, they're loud. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, I shot, nice, I didn't hear shit. Mm -hmm. So you got two dead deer basically laying on top of each other? They're five yards from each other. In the so tree. when you said, you said, how bad do you want it to suck yeah, tonight? I was like, gonna, how bad did it suck? I how Brandon, bad did I heard Brandon look suck. at it. And, you know, Originally. The, the, the years and the wisdom comes through, and Brandon says, yeah, it's not, let's oh, just talk this through bad. real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to be that well, bad. We're yeah. just going to go here. We're going to go there. It's going to be nice Which is ironic, because I'm not the optimistic one in the office. <laughs> no. I'm usually like... Doom and gloom, which is well known. I don't care. Like I'm known so for you that. Are. Yeah, yeah, it's no, what it is. But I'm looking down there and I'm like, it's steep. Like it's stupid it's steep. Stupid. And stupid. I'm like, well, they're dead and we're hauling them out. Like we ain't changing that fact. So I'm like, oh, once we get it to here, it's only three miles to camp. But it's this <laughs> 200 yards of 
Remember, like in the story, he's saying this shale shoot is what stopped him from going across with no dead deer. Right. We shot deer on the other side of that shale shoot. Mm. We like, lost the camera guy on the shale shoot coming out. Yes, we did, actually. <laughs> Poor little bugger. <laughs> so but, you got yeah. to get into that part of this. Well, that, food, probably. That and so we get to our bucks, and it's so steep, we can't work on them where they're at. Luckily, that patch of timber they laid in was, there was years worth of beds. Yeah, you ever been yes. into like deer beds that are yes. like way oh, steep? Yeah. Like they've been, deer have been bedding here for yeah. decades. I like, remember one time. That's what I shot boat. my deer out of in Wyoming. Same, it was so yeah. steep. But where he bedded, I mean, it was like, it was dug out. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching a buck one nice time on a bowl. bow hunt. Yes. Yeah. And he, I watched him graze this whole hillside, go up against this great big rock. I'm like, oh, he's going to bed right there in front of that rock. And he did. But that bed was so deep. They just disappeared. Literally, all I could see is about the top six inches of his mm-hmm. back tines. Like, he was in a hole that he just cut out underneath that rock. So, <laughs> the original plan, half of it worked. Was we wanted to get both bucks rolled down into these beds, and if you miss, you're screwed. Yeah, because they keep going. Yeah, I missed. I made mine, <laughs> and I hear Brando on the other side of the trees. Deer, deer I missed, <laughs> and you could hear him tumbling. Finally, oh, luckily, no. he hit a flat rock well, down there. So somewhere. the only thing, the literally the only thing that stopped them from piling on each other was there's this dead pine. And Nate's came in front of it, and so he could shoot it down into the beds. Mine died on the other side of the dead pine. Mm. And so I'm like, well, I can't work on him here because he's tangled in trees. And I'm like, well, maybe if I get him going, I can, you know, do the whole hot trot down in and try and drag and swing into the bed. You'll whip around. You know? I did, it didn't work. Like it just <laughs> in through the trees. And so mine ended up getting caught up in, in some trees. Right below the trees, there's a flat rock, what, size of a garbage can. And I got that's that was the only thing that stopped him. So I I cut yeah. him up on that flat rock because if if we move off of it, it's to the bottom, and we didn't want that. Does he yeah. only have one horn, one antler, yeah. or is he is he did he bust the other side? Yeah, he oh, the other side. Or did it not grow, so it grew and broke. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And that's we talked about that. We like, thought maybe it got shot off because there was quite a few shots over the. I mean, nothing crazy, but there was a sh- shot a day on yeah. the, on that side over there. Was it busted right on the pedicle? Like, did so he like, have burrs on the pedicle? Did he that he had far a up? Of, you think he so, broke it in velvet? Could no, it was no, hard, horn. hard horn. Yeah, it was slicked off hard horn. I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah we looked at it. It's like a just a fracture. Like there are usually with like a bullet hole, you'll see yeah. where that bullet comes yeah. in and then it blasts yeah. out. It's yeah. just clean break. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like to know what happened there because it's. I know I've seen a number of one horn bucks and. I remember a buck in Colorado that I didn't shoot. It was probably like a 180 on one side. The other side, I could never tell if he actually even had anything because it was like almost right to the skull. Like I couldn't tell if he even had an antler. So it's always, I'm always curious as to what, what happened. What it takes to yeah, snap a horn to, at the especially base. Especially at the base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so. mean, tips, I get it, but like right at the base. Yeah. 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 So. I wonder if he tipped over and clanked that on a rock or. What's I was we were joking about it. I was like, well, it's steep enough. If he just misstepped, he's yeah, yeah, down yeah. it goes. Yeah, but. smack that antler on the rock. <clears throat> now oh. it took us two hours, maybe, maybe eh, a little hour and a half. We did slick work. Yeah, got them both cut up. Uh, we split them up between Brando, myself, and the camera guy. So camera he was, guy helps take meat. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's oh, a pack, he's a he, packer. He was slick. Dude, he's Kyle's a, a packer, man. No, no, no joke. One thing about him, right? Guy. 
throughout the week, this is my first time being on camera, right? So I don't know shit. Throughout the week, typically I'm a little old school, right? So if you see if there's work that needs to be done, you do it, right? So, I mean, there was a couple instances where... You're not from California. I could use a hand, <laughs> and I can see in the corner of my eye this dude's just standing there. And I'm fixing to turn and chew his ass, and I turn around, and he's got the camera. I go, oh, yeah. shit. Okay, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Never mind. Yeah. But <clears throat> he would get the shots that he needs, but then he'd, come, he'd pitch in. Yep. I mean, the dude was a rock star all week. Yeah. But... So he was, he had a third or yeah, so whatever. Yeah, we did it pretty equal because we're like, at this point it's dark, we're headlamping and you're like up the chute going. Uh-oh. So yeah, we get across. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm too old and fat <laughs> for this, so. He's in front, I'm in the middle and the camera guy's behind me and him and I make it through the shale slide and then we hear rocks and everything like that. And both of us, as we can, turn around. You all right? <laughs> yeah. You good? Yeah. All right. And you hear him get up because you really can't see him. You can kind of see a little silhouette back there. And it's all of a sudden he appears on the, because there was one little trail that went across, you know, it was nothing of a trail at all. But I mean, you could see where animals use it, right? Mm -hmm. So he got back up and came on his way. He wouldn't tell you if he wasn't. Oh, yeah, no, he, he honestly is a stud, man. He's, no, he was he was a trooper. It's just, I and mean, we've everybody's fallen in that shell. Like it just hurts because you're hitting knees shins. and shins on rocks. Yeah, it's all pointed. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's pointed. Yeah. <laughs> no, we made gnarly. it. Made it up and out, and got back about midnight. Yeah. So how bad did it suck? Scale of one to ten. Okay, so in the film you'll see Brando, and he'll say. All we got to do is get in right here and it's downhill. It's not true. <laughs> because we were in the dark and we could have, from where we shot them from, we could have kind of flatlined that to the saddle and then it down. Yeah. I don't think we did that because we kept trying to get to the ridge. We finally got to the ridge. And once we got to the ridge, then it was downhill. But it is coming out was the worst part, but we knew it was short. Yeah. Um, so, no, it wasn't really that bad. It was just by the time we huffed it and puffed it to the top, that stretch down just drove. The downhill on. almost is worse. Like, but you you got weight on you. So yeah, like, and you think in your mind, too, you're like, man, this should be easier than it is. You yeah. know, so you're like, you're grinding. But, I mean, you got so much weight on your back, it really isn't that easy yeah, no matter I mean, what you're doing. We've had worse and done longer, but, yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what, you know, your typical pattern. It didn't yeah. suck that bad. I'd say like a five. One to ten, it yeah. was a five. It was short-lived. Yeah. That That's first nice. little push. And we knew we had llamas at camp. To, yeah, yeah we, could have, we could have hung everything there, brought the llamas back the next day. Yeah. But we were at pretty Comparable much the end of our road. Porter's, Porter's bull pack out? That's the same. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Just that one gnarly stretch, and then you're home mm -hmm. running. Isn't that the yeah. best feeling, though, when you get back to the tent? You got, oh, a, couple, you got a couple bucks, a bunch oh, of meat, you peel that off. Get some food in your belly. Did you guys eat some that night, or did you just hit a mountain house and go to bed? Yeah, we we didn't do nothing too crazy. Just kind of ate normal. I mean, we we had supper when we got back. Got everything, uh, you know, strung up in a tree. Yeah. But uh, no, it was not. And that was kind of thing. It was you know, hey, let's just do the push tonight. That way yeah, we can just sleep in in the morning, just back camp, spend the day getting out of here. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah so, I think a lot of people might think like, oh, let's hang it. We have llamas. Let's just go back empty, get llamas, bring the llamas back. If we weren't, yeah, if we weren't at the end of the trip, maybe done that. we, we might have done that. But, I mean, just giving us a nice full day of no rush to get out was nice. I like so. those days in the back when your success is, is there. Yeah. You can kind of calm it out, take care of shit. 
Yeah, Take your time. I like those days. Yeah. And, you, and, and it's kind of, it's like every, it, and we're all, like, we've all talked about it. We're all the same. You want to get back to the truck, but once you get back to the truck and home, you're like, man, I wish I was waking up on the mountain yeah. one more time, you know? You're just like, another day. I, so on the just one more day. So it's kind of nice to have that, like, that day. That day, yeah. yeah. Trail and I in New Mexico had an extra two days, <laughs> two and a half days. That's a little much. Yeah. That was a little much. We had some <laughs> logistic issues. The suck um, fest was the next day, which we we didn't. We didn't anticipate that. Did not at all. Nope. Like, we... What, the river crossings? The river crossings. Yeah. How long it really was. Like, when you look on a map, we'd... Because we had maps back there. We were... So I'm drawn... I was drawn, and you're zooming in, and I'm like, we got 15 river crossings-ish. But it was like 13 miles, 13 and a half miles. Yeah. In and out from truck to truck, 28 miles. And that was just... Yeah, thirteen miles as the crow flies is a long way. That's a long way. Mm. In like, I don't know. I don't know if most people realize how far. No, that and that's that is was what you, it's hit a us. Full day of hiking the well, entire day. The, it's unstable, like from light to dark. Unstable ground the entire way. This isn't like you're walking thirteen miles on a blacktop road. You know, that's yes. the, that's what it gets to. It's like it is. There is not a stable footing anywhere coming off those mountains, and it's thirteen miles of that. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's why I say that. You say 13 miles, but when you do 13 miles in a it's day, it's different. We, I remember getting back to the truck and just being like, oh, "I'm just yeah, glad we were to smoke. sit down." Like, yeah, yeah we <clears throat> coming out when because we anticipated 13 or 14 crossings. So when we hit 13, I thought, "All right, good, we're we're, we're done, we're gold." Yeah, we're like right. three miles in when we hit 13. <laughs> Shit, we still had 13 more to go, if not more. Yeah. Are you peeling off your clothes every time you get one of those, dressing down? At that you know, point, you're just, well, point, you're just marching through. We're we far knew. enough up the canyon that it's like, oh, you're stepping through, like you're splashing through and you're getting ankle deep. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even hitting your pant leg. Like, you just splash through. <laughs> and then, like, halfway worse. in, we're like, oh, it's, like, calf deep. But I'm like, oh, well, if we make it quick, like, they started trotting through. The last three or four, it's like... Waist yeah. deep. You're, yeah, you're waist deep. And I was like, I'm too tired to stop. Yeah. My boots are already wet. Yeah. Like, And the trick is, is get the llamas moving before you commit. Yes. <laughs> so you yeah, they hung, they well. hung my ass out to dry in one of them. <laughs> We're sitting at the, at the creek bank, and I got the lead rope in my hand. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to pick my path, you know, through the rocks. So all of us in a line are just sitting there looking. The llamas are looking, too. And I said, all right, let's go. And I went, and I got halfway out and got almost pulled back, back yep. on my back. And I went, come on, you son of a bitch. Because now I'm starting to get, you know. Yeah, wet. Real wet. Yeah. Once they got into the So group, the trick though, is, like, 20 yards out, you're, you're moving and don't stop? I wouldn't say 20. I back up a couple feet, and I at so least get them moving. So they the knew. whole string moving. Yeah. 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 So they know we're crossing the river. Yeah. And once yeah. they get it, like, it wasn't. Yeah. Once they go, they go, and they're, you know. And we're fun. talking like belly deep up the panyards. <laughs> one of those times it seemed like it was crazy deep. Yeah. Like you took a little like spill I, on one. Yeah, because yeah. you can't see at that point it's deep enough. Ahead of that, you can see around rocks, and you're like, I don't want to hit that. At that point, it's deep enough. You're not seeing bottom, so you're mm -hmm. just like, I hope I don't land on a slick rock. The foot, the foot goes where the foot goes, and yeah. <laughs> roll the dice. We both stumbled in a couple of those crossings. So, so you but guys, Mamas did great through it. You guys had one little spot where you sounded like you got really excited and you were dreaming about this meal. You said you knew exactly what you guys were going to eat when you got out of there. Oh, we had it to what, a what, tea. What was said meal that you were so excited about? A greasy cheeseburger. 
greasy cheeseburger. It was and two of the big sides. Uh, they were these fries they dazzle up with all sorts of good shit. Brisket fries. And, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, that does sound amazing. That sounds really yeah, good. I mean, to a T. So <clears throat> we get out. Now we're at the truck. We got the llamas in the trailer. Now we got to go to Bo's. We went to Bo's, dropped uh, all the llamas off. We actually spent quite a bit of time there just BSing with him and talking all that stuff and getting everything unpacked. Then we finally go back to the original trailhead because we got to get his vehicle and Kaim's vehicle. Drop them off. Kaim splits. He goes back to Montana. And Brando's in front of me. I told him, I said, because now we're on the clock. If we want to get this meal that we've been dreaming of, <laughs> yeah, we got to get, get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, Brando, I'm going to take my time getting out of here with the trailer or, you know, with everything. Well, I had just my truck then. You get there early and order ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know he's going to Baja this thing. So I said, get out, get on the phone and get it ordered. And I said, I'll meet you there. And that's, that's, that's what happened. Hilarious. So what were some, uh, key pieces of gear that you guys really liked, like your clothing system, optics, what, what like really worked well out there for you? Optics were big cause it was just so much to, were you to, to cover. Uh, on my chest, I had my, uh, SLC 10 by 42s Suaros, and then I had my uh, ATX 85 spotter. He had similar. Had the EL 12s. On a tri- um, we both had tripod rigs, um, and then an 80, the old the ATS 80. Mm. So not the classic. Yeah, yeah. classy. Yeah, the uh, I'm trying to think of what. Is there any? Oh, would you use 15s if you'd had them? Is that country big enough that you would yeah. you could have identified? Yeah, what would have made a difference for you? Yeah. you think, Gaia. It was big enough, and that's like the first day's camp. You're talking four miles, so you're even eating up what the spotter can do at that point. Yep. And so, you spend most of your time behind your tens, and then just checking, spot checking with your spotter, your twelves, I guess in your case. Yeah. Yeah. Gaia. Say pretty even keel there, even split. The one piece that I've never tried before that I'm a fan was the puffy pants. Oh, those are a go-to. <laughs> Absolute game changer. Come on welcome. Yeah, yeah so welcome. Welcome to the fam. People make fun of people who carry around all the time. But <laughs> I made fun of people that did so. <laughs> welcome so, to the family. So, those are like the greatest treat on planet Earth. there, he was <laughs> funny. They, they've got this on film somewhere, and I know it because Kaim's giggling his ass off filming me while I'm giving my feedback on these puffy pants it was one of the windy days before we moved camp down into the deal and <clears throat> we're just up there i mean the wind's coming up the shoot just i think there's a clip that we're like we're both glassing and we've both got puffy pants on puffy jet like we're michelin man sitting on the ridge <laughs> yeah the, i was telling him i said you know what the one thing about these puffy pants i said i'll give them this they're warmer than shit i said they make you look absolutely ridiculous up here but I tell you what, I said, I'm a fan. So would I wear these in public? Absolutely not. But up here where nobody can see, yeah, they were fantastic. But Function over fashion, but well, those just, things are, they are incredible. Yeah, like I said earlier, the wind's going to get you at some point. At some yeah. point, it will eventually get you to where you're cold. And oh my God. Yeah. Just having, yeah, fantastic. What about you, Brando? Anything that you So on the, this trip, it was right right when or right after we brought kings on into the mm-hmm. into the gear shop mm-hmm. and so i growing up in southern utah 
is where Kings originated. Like I was, I've got pictures of me late teens wearing King, yeah, the old, the, same way. the original old Desert Shadow. And yep. I really, we ran it. I, in fact, I ran it the first few years that I backpacked into Colorado. I had, it was before an XKG line or anything. It was still just the King stuff. I'd ran it and I hadn't touched the stuff since, since like the Kuyu launch, the, you know, Sitka Kuyu came out and we kind of migrated into that more mountain technical type stuff. And so on this hunt, I had that pretty much a full Kings lineup. I had their puffy, their puffy mm-hmm. coat, their puffy, I should know the names, but puffy coat, puffy pants. Um, this is, I had this in camouflage. This is, I think it's the covert um, zip. And I, 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 I pretty much lived in the this. Names. The names are, I can't keep up with the names. So it's, I'm a big, like, like a, like in the Sitka, the core heavyweight, and this is equal to the the Sitka core heavyweight. I lived in this pretty much up there, mm-hmm. and unless we were traveling, and then I had a, a just a merino zip up is what I ran on it. But I had not run Kings, and so I I tried their their XKG just to see, you know what I mean. I, mm-hmm. I've used pretty much everything else. I've used the Fall Raven stuff, and so I had King all Kings upper, Kings rain gear, Kings insulation. Uh, and then I ran the Piranha Stretch Zion pant up mm-hmm. there. And so that was the, the get. And I was I was impressed. I hadn't, like I say, hadn't touched Kings and ran it, you know, and, and it as extreme a hunt as, you could, as, as you I'd could been do. on. Yeah. So, and it, it performed. What so. were you wearing for boots? Curious. Was that where you were? Oh, yeah. See, we always got the same question, Trey. Just like right here. Wavelength, man. Great. That's <laughs> because we're two inches apart. <laughs> People should know by now what boot I'm going to wear. Yeah. So. I guarantee it. Uh, yep. The stiffest Scarpa you can possibly find. I had the, the Charmois. It's my. Charmois. Your go to? Uh, yeah, my orange, orange? Yeah. You got them on today. <laughs> Give that us a little. Right there. there you go. Same boot? Yeah, exact same boot. No words for wear. No, I've well, I've run. This is the fourth pair that I've gotcha. got. So, and they run. I get, I get a couple years out of them. You so, have to update. And I'll probably be by the exact same boot. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, it's I, I've tried a bunch of different stuff, and I always come back that I just it fits me. Yeah. So I love you it. You like a stiff boot? I do. I'm I. I am one of the very few. I think on the podcast you guys mentioned like there are very few people there that truly few, like a few. stiff. Brandon's boot. one of them. I'm the anomaly there. Yep. So. Yeah, I had the uh, the Kenetrek Mountain Extreme 400s. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> before then, I was always a, you know, the old, remember the old Sportsman's Guide magazine? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the old shit, right? Yeah. There was a boot in there. You're talking <laughs> to a bunch of old guys. What are you, yeah. what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was, a, there was a boot in there that had almost like them Danner wa- uh, waffle soles on them or the, them whatever the shit they're called. But I wore those for years. And then finally one year they stopped selling them. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to find a new boot. Because they were in the elk hunter with like the pegs yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. American made. And That's it was a just, hell of a boot. It was just, it was one of those boots where you could buy them, put them on, and never have a problem. Yep. Ever. So, anyways, finally I said, ah, screw it. I got to find a new boot. So I bought the Canatrek Mount Extremes. And you know, hear so much about them. I put them on. I bought them just before that 23 hunt with my mom. And I spent 26 days in 231 with those boots. Not a single problem. Out of the box, not a single problem. Phenomenal. Love them. They're comfortable as hell. I mean, nice. my opinion, of course. But for me, they were absolutely incredible. Yeah. So. Well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is there one thing in this whole hunt you guys would have done differently at all? For the first time 
actually being in there for the hunt. First time in a unit, first time on a hunt, it's a learning curve anyways, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. I think actually, with the car... I, I want to piggyback on that a little bit because I always find it interesting. We've all been doing this for so long. You know what I mean? Like we kind of take it for granted how uh, like second nature it is to plan and, and like decide what you're going to do in the backcountry, how to get there, what you're going to do back there. We all feel comfortable back there. So on the piggyback of that question, did you guys, did you guys learn something different? new tactic anything like that like it's always you know i'm trying to make this a pointed question but it's a little it's a little out there because like, i don't know if there's ever we've been doing it so much like i said i don't think there's ever just one thing that we explicitly in the back of our mind learns like holy shit now i know what to do from here on out we've all kind of been there before right but as far as you know doing something different goes like brady said or or did you actually have one of those moments in your head where you're like holy shit i just i picked up on something I don't honestly I don't think I would have done the I I guess the one thing we would have done is we would have put a vehicle at that other trailhead. Yeah. Just to open up options. Preemptively. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. And we talked about it prior to doing it and we both Yeah, I guess you guys like, did have a truly lot of vehicles staging there, vehicles. Right? Yeah. yeah. You had the option too. Yeah, we yeah. could have done it. Yeah. It would have added it would have added some hours to the morning that, mm -hmm. you know, when we left took for the trailhead. But that would have taken the anomaly of Hafton to find a ride. Yeah. But that's, and you could have been more planned ahead of like being able to just go, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And we, like I say, we talked about it. We ultimately decided not to. And I think we kind of, in the back of our head, knew that Bo was had made the offer and was going to be up there. Yeah, that was kind of. I'm. We had talked about that before and knew that we kind of had that in our back pocket if we needed it. Yeah. Um, but as far as the the plan, and again, it, it kind of goes back to we've been there, done that. We executed. We hunted a, a specific deer until we determined that he was gone. Yeah. Like at that point, and I don't feel like we wasted. No. It wasn't that we got hung up on him. We wanted to make sure that he, was, he wasn't there before we moved on, and it took us some days to do it. But once we made that determination, it wasn't like we just stuck there and, and hunted a deer that wasn't there. We were, we were always moving and trying to come up with a, either a different angle to, to confirm that or we piled off and ended up on the complete other side of the hill. And so overall, I thought it was, we hunted that as efficiently as I thought we could have. So I'd just, agree. Yeah. There's a couple, like, as I was listening to you guys talk and kind of like you, how you navigated the terrain and also you're talking about the weather, you're talking about other people being in there on horseback and you're kind of anticipating where they're going and you know, what potentially could have happened to your buck based on where they were at. There's this, there's a lot of gamesmanship in hunting. Like, oh, yeah. I, and that was, that was something as I listened to you talk that kind of came through for me is I think a lot of that's just experience and you gain that from being out there, you know, and I don't think a lot of people think through those things potentially going into a hunt, but there's, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make when you get out there considering all factors, weather, pressure, mm -hmm. you know, where animals might be, may not be, when to move, when not to move. So that was interesting as I was listening to you talk. It's just there's so much gamesmanship in hunting. Yeah. And that's what and I was getting at about, like, it's it's second nature almost when you've been doing it enough. And that's why I was wondering if anything stuck out in your head where now going forward you're like, yep, picked up on a new one. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one thing that really brought to light was – well, maybe it's not too terribly new, but the day before that we killed, 
that's when we had really seen a big shift. We weren't sure if it was moon or we weren't sure if it was wind because deer don't like wind either. No. Nope. So as a matter of fact, I think in the film, you see, I was, I caught a group of deer that no shit walked to the edge of the timber and like felt the wind and said, fuck that and turned around and went back in. So we weren't sure if it was the moon or the wind that was really dicking with them because we were losing moon and losing moon should mean more movement. Mm -hmm. And we just weren't getting it. We were getting less, like significantly less. So, and that's when we kind of determined, okay, they're moving during the day at some point. It's just a matter of when and where. And it was that it was that next day, I mean, sure shit, midday, that, I mean, granted, they were in a lot different side that would, you know, pose that more, right, than a thick side. But, but you put yourself there mid-afternoon. Because of that. Yeah. That's why we left, you know, that's why we split, you know, 1.30 or so just to give us all that afternoon push you know that sun time yeah so yeah that could have been something that kind of either reassured that but yeah on yeah. all day yeah and it was <clears throat> when you're in there like that the one thing i've learned over the years is one start off with giving yourself options when you're in there so when i look for a camp or a way in or something like that i don't want one plan of attack or one area I want to be able to have some sort of variation to that. And a lot of that with people and the moon and the weather and all that stuff, a lot of times you're reactive mm -hmm. and you're seeing what is going on around you and using those one or two or three plans with those. Yep. Saying, yep. okay, yep. if this is what's happening over here, yep. I'm going to option two, right? So, yeah. What was, uh, what was your favorite part about it? What was the, like, you have a memory from that hunt? Typically when I come home from a hunt, I have, like, a couple memories that I'm just like, man, I always go back to those. Do you have any of those? Like, what do you think of when you think of this hunt? The two deer dying, like, yeah. within minutes, and the freaking river crossing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the highs of highs and the lows of lows are yeah. the two memories that stick. What blew my mind is, is our deer piled up on top of each other. That's what <laughs> sticks with me. Yeah. Was... Yeah, yeah it cool. was one, two, bang, bang, just, yeah. and it was. That's a true double. Yeah. <laughs> That's a true double. Like the double on the doll sheep that my dad and I pulled, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. You know, it was, he shot his, they scattered, and mine kind of went to, you know, a couple hundred yards away to the other side before he stopped and looked back. So it was a double out of the same group. Not like that. Yeah. And that's, that's why crazy. you shoot a big gun, so they both flop, flop right next to each other. Yeah. You shoot a nice, a nice sharp broadhead, and you don't. They don't hey, how, how, clean, how clean was his sleep setup in the tent? Oh, it was very nice. So what's <laughs> funny about him was every time we put up the tent, he'd roll to every side. Yep. And find the best setup. <laughs> yep. And then I was maybe next. like you're over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He did that with the first one. I mean, there was, absolutely. I've, I've been there before. <laughs> there were two spots. Yep. And he rolled in and said, that one's mine. I said, well, that one's mine. I mean, so, I mean, the poor camera dude got the shit in his hey, stick. He's so he's like time. the big bug. He's young, though. Digging out like, his good yeah. bed, and he yeah. gives you the other one. Yeah. If you have the good one, he'll kick you out. Yeah. All his stuff was just detailed, like, organized. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. That, it the was whole impressive. Time. Yeah. I mean, even. And not a strap out of place. No. On, his, on anything. When he zipped up for the night, it was clean. Yeah. Like, it was, you know. It's unbelievable. Put his laundry away and everything. I mean, shit, it was amazing. 
Yeah. Guy stays detailed back snore, there. It's you unbelievable. Sn- you snore? You snore at night? I, not that Brando? I know of. Snore? I don't know if I did. I, sn- I snore when I have a cold. Oh, me too. So. I snore. Dude, I'm a dead sleeper. When I go, I'm gone. I'm the, lightest, just, I'm the lightest sleeper. I'm earplugs no matter what. Backcountry, <laughs> home in bed, I'm earplugs no matter what. And I'll still wake up on anything. Yeah, remember in Colorado, that bear came in? Yeah. And then you were like, you hear that bear last night when our camp? I'm like, no. Dude, Brady, <laughs> Brady's, just, Brady's dead to the world. I mean, it was a, it's a little bear, too. We had glassed it up. Yeah. I mean, it, a it slipper. could have been more a than slipper. a... It was a slipper. Well, it was a slipper oh. black bear. I mean, it was, it was freaking tiny. Yeah. yeah. And... uh I mean, it was like barely making noise in camp, and it woke me up, earplugs and everything. And I'm like, hey, Brady, that bear we glassed up, did you you hear him in camp last night? He's like, what? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> dead to the world. I'm the same. Uh, gone. Yeah. Guy's just dead to the world when he sleeps. How, how did you guys like that uh, Obeidy Snow Trekker shelter? The tent, the setup? Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah I, He's I, got that thing dialed. Really insanely does. dialed. Yeah, he was explaining it to us when we got back that night of kind of what he's taken away from a lot of the other canvas tent setups, mm-hmm. and the effort and thought and design put into those. Well, shit, he's used them all all yeah. through yeah. the all through the summer on his experiential yeah. trips that he that he does through all the high country. I mean, he's used everything. He knows literally the best and the worst of all the different makers. Like he he's got it figured out. Because I have the Mountain Den, which is their smaller one. It's like nine foot by nine foot, maybe. We have the big dog. You have the we took the big it? dog in the no, thirteen the Conqueror, by the big one. Yeah, the yeah. big big dog. Mm-hmm. The thirteen okay. by thirteen, and it is spacious. But yeah. we could you stand up all the way? Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's nice. Um, but we had planned so forecasted the week before that hunt. We were forecasted to be socked in. It was either the day before the opener or the opener was supposed to snow all day. So we were like, well, let's be comfortable in there and we would have been like you could have sure. you could have weathered some stuff in there yeah. what, what was that stove you guys had it's a riley stove out of montana okay. uh bo sells them along with his tent okay so those are the same ones okay yeah, yeah. i was asking bo earlier this year which it was one a new one i it was can't a, remember which one it was now yeah when i went through him to get it he he said ah take this so okay so he's the one that ordered it for us but it was Shit, I can't remember the dimensions, but it was a, one of the newer ones that Riley just came out with with a bigger flue. I think it was a five inch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that sucker pumps some heat. It looks like it was good night. You could have worn, like, that's like a true wall tent stove. I, I was pretty impressed with the setup. Because yeah. wait, mm-hmm. one llama can haul, that's the neat thing about them, is they're not so heavy like a true like wall tent, wall tent. Because mm-hmm. a llama can pack both the stove, stakes, tent, everything, yeah. pull, like, Everything is one llama, and so you've, you're basically gives a llama for each That's of us and the pounds. cameraman. So yeah. yeah, what I was impressed with too, because I used that on my uh, Colorado hunt this year, the wall tent design, yeah. and uh, I could set it up easily by myself. Like it's actually a super simple shelter mm-hmm. to put up. Like, yeah, and it bucks wind. We had oh, that yeah. one yeah. night. We had well, probably well, they said that down in town they had like 65 mile an hour winds. Whoa. And we were up on ridges, and it it bucked it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've spent like wind in like the seek outside teepees. It whips those like you mad. can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I don't I even will... know if that's the the word to use. Like it is in it... Wyoming when we had them in Wyoming in that in the eight man teepee, it ripped the stovepipe out yeah. of the stove. It's nuts. Those things catch wind. So the one thing about his that I loved is the floor. Mm. I'm a floor guy. Yeah, but the way that he has the floor designed is he's got that big zip section yep. for the stove, so you don't got to worry about shit getting on your, you know, on the floor mm-hmm. and burning through or anything like that. I mean, everything he's the, the thought and design in that 
his tents are you, even the simple thing about the door design yeah. intrigued me a lot mm-hmm. like just all the little details here and there that he's experienced over the years and wanted something that's you can throw in a llama yeah like so it's about what 80 pounds you figure 70 pounds oh, 70 shit. pounds yeah not bad Full setup, everything. Stove yeah, and, and that's for the big so dog. That's yep. for the big, the big tent. Mm-hmm. So one dedicated llama. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Well, cool. We learned real quick that that uh, setup for the the tent llama was not going on brown or white dock because he had brown dock saddle. We learned that a First mile in. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Good one deal. with the messed up saddle had to had to get a very even uh, setup. So yeah, gotcha. Did you, you get excited to go deer hunting when you yeah. watched it? I can't wait. I, man. It makes me wish it was hunting season again. Yeah, we're still in app season. I know. I watched it yesterday, and I'm just I'm like to the point where I'm so sick of sitting behind my desk. It definitely made me want to get outside. Yeah. We so. made it to March this year. We're doing better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing better. We appreciate you guys coming on and just kind yeah. of talking yeah. about it. So that was fun to talk about. Yeah, Hunt Film will be live April second. April second, nine a.m. I, I believe. Yeah, Neville said uh, nine a.m. Yep, the version. So check that out. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. guys.